Hi everybody, welcome to FNS Wrestling Podcast, episode 186. It's late on Friday, what is it? January, February 9th. We're down in the basement. Oh, we still haven't done more stuff, I just remembered. Oh my god, you're right. Okay, I gotta remember to do this. This weekend, I'm not that busy. But yes, we're stuff will be coming. But we're going to talk about this week's stuff. So that'll be a quick recap of Vengeance Day first. You watched about half of it, I think. And I watched all of it. You missed the stuff that was worth missing. So you did a good job. I'm smart. You are smart. And then we'll talk AEW, NXT, TNA, some main roster highlights and stuff. Some trivia, some news. You know the routine if you've been here before. If not, welcome. Always glad to have new listeners. If you're new, let me know somehow. Comment, email. Our stuff's listed wherever you're listening. Something like that. Just got back from a large, large family meal again. Mm-hmm. Um, with the Korean side uh, at Korean Barbecue. Delicious. Ten of us uh, ate a lot of food. There's a lot of food there. Um, but yeah, really good. Mm-hmm. And then it was sort of a Christmas meal that we had to keep delaying. So we finally got around to it. Is that what that was? Slash my birthday, I guess. Sort of. Right, by well. now. But um, spoiler or peek behind the curtain, I guess. I guess so. That was yeah, it was fun. It was nice, and then uh, you're just getting into the swing of your finished your first week of semester two, your torture semester, right? So yeah, survived it, we'll made get, it through we'll math. Through. Yeah, math's the one you're really worried about the most. Yeah, <laughs> interesting, but uh, loving it, loving it lots, loving it lots. So what else is new? Anything? Uh, What'd you do this week? Anything exciting? I don't think so. I haven't, I haven't done Working, a lot. schooling. That's I mean, about mostly it. just the new school stuff. I don't know. I'm waiting on Bad Batch, I guess. Oh, yeah. Bad Batch I mean, starts, you were telling me. Because I, I saw a new clip. So I can't say what we're talking about because it's going to come up in the news. But I was saying there's a really intriguing show coming out on Wednesday, and you <laughs> you disagree. Oh, yeah. That'll come up in the news. But um, that's, oh, I, fin- I guess I finished watching the old. Or the, the previous season. You binged the Bad Batch? Yeah, I guess we could have, but I don't think How many episodes and how many, how many days? To. I don't know. It took me probably like a week, maybe just over a week and a half or something to watch. How many episodes 30, was it? 32 probably, between okay. two seasons. That's pretty good. Well, and the premiere from the first season was an hour long, so. But are you usually watching it while you're doing something else, like yes, gaming or yeah, whatever? Yeah. It's always a second screen. I did take, it might have taken longer than usual because I took a, Couple, a two-day pause to speed through Lost and Found for no reason. Oh yeah, that's your so, brother did too. Man. I might have mentioned this last week. Honestly, we did. I don't remember. You did. I'm almost positive. Yeah, as the guy who listens back to it a little bit, I'm I can waiting only listen for, for Bad a Batch and nothing else. Yeah, uh, I'm still waiting for the Switchblade jacket to come to. Mom said no update. Switchblade on that. jacket update. Yeah. Not here. No, no, I don't even know what's going on with that. I don't think it's shipped out yet. Which I mean, I'm just need. I want it in time for Comic Con and. In spring, because that, that it would actually be a good spring jacket, because it's like it's it literally says lightweight, so it'll be good. It will be for not school. It'll be like a fall spring outside of school type thing, right? Well, yeah. I'll I'll wear it to work gladly. Gladly, I don't yeah. know. I don't have much else to say. I don't know how many people are here just for the banter. I know there's a few. There is. A there few. are a few that are here to listen to our lovely voices. A few of them. Yeah. Um. And yeah, I was showing your, where you were there, I was showing your aunt and uncles that they didn't know we had done some video and they thought it looked pretty good, so. Idiots. I mean, we don't look good. The picture quality looks good. We're Just hideous. the quality of video. We're hideous beasts. I'm a hideous basement dweller. But uh, we're, we are literally dwelling in the basement right now. Exactly, so. exactly. So and, I, and I speak the truth. Your uncle said you can't tell how tiny this place is from the video. Which it's not. I've been in many closets bigger than this. I'll say that. <laughs> 
I mean, it's a big closet. It would be a big closet, but it I have seen such closet. things. I don't know if you remember, but friends of ours we went to, they were one. You were young. But anyways. I, I was once. I say we talk about wrestling instead of whatever we're talking about now. The first segment, as always, we'll take a look at some of the week's wrestling news and rumors. All right, so looking at the ratings, we got NXT averaging 650,000. Very unexciting week, very little movement. 650,000 viewers up 0.3%. Unexciting week in many ways. So essentially, yeah, the news is thin, as we like to say. My life, the news cycle, the Not ratings. a lot going on. We're exciting people. I'm an exciting such times. a riveting personality. 0.19 in the key demographic, up 5.6. 44th straight week that NXT has had a year-over-year -year increase in the key demo. So that's good. Every week, they're doing a little better a lot than of words. before. A lot of buzzwords there. This week's episode of Dynamite averaged 805,000, down 1.6, and earned a 0.28 in the key demographic. Some might say they're not doing big business yet. No. Oh, hey. <laughs> Up 7.7%. You could have put that in your news, technically, based I, on the news sites. Based on all the news. Yeah, so what do you Based on I, other people's opinion. I found a few things... Um, that are, I guess, quote-unquote newsworthy, but... Um, uh, I'd debate one of those. You Actually, have the, I'd debate a couple of yours, knowing what you have. You have I'd the big those. one to start, I think, and then I might have a, a subset of that. Yeah, so the main one, it honestly came out of absolute nowhere. As and Anthem I was fired um, Scott DeMora's teenage president. Yeah, they replaced him with some other dude. I don't remember his name. It really doesn't matter. Anthony, I'm not going to pronounce his last name. Um, oh, I but saw it too. It's like... It starts with a C. Sacone or... You yeah, know, yeah, something like that. Anyways, no, he got Doesn't fired. Matter. I guess because they were, um, they, I guess they didn't see eye to eye. <laughs> yeah, like my that. note says because I had the same story. Not a monster? Question mark? Because it, like in yeah, light no, of recent events, and just like when something it's that sudden, I think that's just generally where you would go. Especially right? with recent history, and a major exec honestly, executive yeah, in a wrestling company is just gone overnight. It seems like, like oh, the no. opposite. Yeah. Um, which so then I, I feel bad for him because I think he's I mean as much as I do I did like to make fun of him because he was way too ant on TNA I there's mean, nobody more passionate there's about nobody who's going to care more than him yeah. and so maybe it was to a fault in their eyes but and he's I think yeah that too that's the <laughs> kind of guy you would want to have and um, seems like a lot of the roster likes him too yes I just was the thing I was going to add was yeah. that reportedly the zoom meeting with talent was tense it was the and you, didn't you say like Moose resigned because he's there because his immediate tweet was something about he was taking a break for a while from maybe social media or just being visible and yeah that um, when he signed his most recent contract apparently Scott Demore like was yeah. cited as one of the reasons so that he's sucks because basically decades of service and you're like oh you're out I guess and WWE would have thrown money at him for sure Right, like he's a guy. Oh yeah, Moose. Want. Yeah, for sure. Sorry, Moose, not Demore. But Demore, yeah. yeah. So that sucks because Demore's great. Um, he he's he got TNA where they are now, which I mean, obviously they're not like, um, like they're not like the biggest, but they're doing pretty good. Like in their and on the heels of one of their and how they're doing, right? Like better as good as they can. Biggest pay per views, right? That did a and just like good this number. big rebrand and like say what you want about them, they have momentum and they've been doing as well yep. as they've done in recent. And I haven't times. always loved him on screen or whatever he. There was some, but he was a solid uh, baby face authority figure, right? When, he gets people going. Which are hard to find. Not yeah. that he was always baby face, but when he was, he was he was good. Yeah. Didn't always love everything. But yeah, like you're not finding a more passionate TNA guy than him, I don't think. Yeah, I but think anyways. I'm, it'll be interesting to see how they do without him because um, he could definitely bring TNA up. I, TNA up. I just think, um, weren't you saying like Anthem, I don't think they want to 
be spending more. Right, that they're looking to like... Like they, I think they definitely could. But get a formula down, pump it out, not spend a ton of money And he's trying to do it. more, which I respect that because they definitely he, could do more. He got some funds together to make an offer for it, apparently. Mm. I, I don't know, who knows. Anyways, but that sucks for him because Demore's great. Best of luck in his future endeavors. <laughs> for real. Like not just saying that yeah. as a pat No, yeah, we like Demore. Uh, so just, I mean, it's not the fun stuff, but just coming out of the whole Vince McMahon thing, I was just reading about Ashley Massaro and that her... Yeah, so I never really heard about this. Like, I knew there was... I remember seeing when she died, but I think that was younger, so I didn't So really... unreleased statements published new by Vice News, collected from her lawyers, were that before her death, she gave a statement... She took her own, right? Ac- yes, accusing Vince McMahon of sexually preying on herself and other women wrestlers. So she, she was saying it back. When was that? When was Masaru? You're the historian. She would have been like in the noughties, as they call it, right. the two thousands. Right. She like you said what the Q eight thing was oh six. So that was but she was like probably rough estimate oh six oh eight ish. Like she was, yeah, in like the mid to late two thousands for sure. So apparently she was on the record saying that he was a predator, basically. So. Uh, it's it's a shame it took this long for right. things to be done. Right. But. And now there's a lot of cry for a kind of justice for her, right? Because absolutely, she's uh, well, she paid could, a heavy but, toll, and like she couldn't go up against that the company that is WWE, especially like, at that time. Because like, look at how long this has gone, mm-hmm. basically unnoticed for. Like whether there's been the odd thing, like her thing, and the odd thing, uh, really until 2022, it never really got blown up, right? right. So. Think about how long it's gone unnoticed for. So, yeah, she really couldn't do And, like, the manipulation of the stuff. Like, don't let your one bad incident, like, affect all the good things we're doing in Kuwait. Like, what a monster. Yeah, Anyways, no, we know this. It's more the same. It's any, more the same. Any better news than that? Um, So, from the WrestleMania kickoff thing that they did the other day, it was, like, mm-hmm. some press conference. Oh, that's crap. what it was. I saw a, a link to it or something, and I didn't. I didn't quite know it's what weird. I was looking at. Yeah. Usually the kickoff is the pre-show before right. the show. So that's why I was confused because I saw there was like quotes or footage from the kickoff show and I'm like, that hasn't happened? They literally held the press conference okay. in, in an actual, like in the T-Mobile arena, I think it was. Okay. It's so like a bunch of fans are like a whole live press conference just for the whole rock Roman crap, which I'll talk about after as well. But oh yeah, there's lots there. One of the things they announced was the WWE speed thing that we talked about. Yep. Like you mentioned it weeks ago. A couple months ago or something. Yep. That they were trying out. It's a partnership between them and Twitter, aka X. So now. they're posting it on there. Is that exclusive to there? They're oh, five exclusive. minute matches. Um, I think. Sorry, what? It's five minute matches. Um, it's like huh. some rapid round robin thing. Um, and we were saying it has to be the right kind of. There's wrestlers. like point. I think winners earn a point. Losers lose one of their own. Um, and it's like a rapid round robin, it's I guess. So I don't know. Kind of like, interesting, but it is. But I'm not gonna get Twitter. Me either. I don't, I don't care. I'm definitely not getting Twitter. No. With no su- no social media of any kind, I'm not likely to start now for a... But, so you were saying first one was Cedric Alexander and Axiom? That was the one that, like, when we we saw the trial run that uh-huh. was being reported about in, like, the dark matches, that's who those, I saw. And those are the people you have to get. Yeah, you do, like, them... Because you can have an entertaining five-minute match. With you the do right them, people. Fraser, Dragon Lee... Um, I could see anyone from LWO probably yep. doing that. Mendoza, like Escobar. Sorry. What's his face? Del, Del Toro, Toro, Wild. Um, even like I could see Ray doing it. Yeah. Like even though he's because like, it's got to get right into it, right? Basically. Yeah, Ricochet for sure. Yeah, 
Um, and I know I complain about like four minute matches on NXT, but, but that's if it's because like one of those people is like really inexperienced almost yeah. every time. Well, right? and it's like it just doesn't make for great TV. But this, a this is like a little social media thing. B it's like it's designated to be yeah. five minutes. It's not like you're expecting a little TV match and it's like three minutes. Yeah. So I don't know. It's it's something. I don't. It's I've, not nothing. Not really something I'll probably pay attention to no. much, but it is existing. I'm sure it'll get reposted elsewhere if you really yeah. want to see it, right? So yeah, to check it out. Um, I thought this was funny, and I, I just assumed that this Johnny loves Taya coming to YouTube. Like I saw that, and we talked like it's debuting on um, Valentine's Day, and it's going to be every Wednesday. But then I was shocked to see that it is scripted series. I don't know what I was assuming, if I'm being honest, but I'm not surprised. A scripted romantic comedy series involving refs, wrestlers. I, I think I have to check that out. I feel like, yeah. I think just to say I saw it, and I, it can't be good, right? What chances no, it's good? because... Like rom coms not for it's me like, anyways, but it's gonna be QTV type stuff because that was that was Morrison. He was in that, so it's gonna be QTV type it's stuff. Interesting. It's really strange. It'll. I don't. I don't know. It's. I. I might check it out. I will. I'm not gonna lie. I'm I don't really check want to. Um. I only have one other thing. Um. I have two more. One. Nope. One of them is Cody and Roman is official for Mania after the ensuing backlash from is, the past. Is week. that what the thought is? I don't think so. I feel it seems. So what's more... the plan? Okay, so I'm laying out. I've been telling you kind of my fantasy booking, and I feel like this is where we're going okay. or something like that. But so basically, the gist of it was there was a segment last week of Roman cut a promo, and so I actually did see the. I they had posted the full segment where you know Cody came out and he brought out the Rock and yep. the one where he stepped aside. Yep. I will say this: Roman cut a promo before Cody came out on Rollins. That mm. was really good, actually. Uh-huh. Um. So if you can find that, like it's the 18 minute video, but just watch the Goodness. part where Roman. It's the beginning after his entrance, of course. Yes. Which so takes five minutes. minutes. Yeah. But like the first part where he talks about Rollins was it was really good. I really liked it. Um, it, it was he was cooking. Okay. So that it was really good Roman Pro. But that name anyway, so it was basically Cody came out and he's saying he's not gonna challenge Roman Mania and then he brings out the rock and they have a stare down, but they don't talk. Okay. Which I guess makes more sense now that they seem to be aligned. So then basically it seems like we're they're leaning towards rock and Roman, right? And so basically for the past week, if anyone been living under a rock i guess we <laughs> want li- the chances you're listening to a wrestling podcast yeah, and don't know this but just in case we want cody's been trending like crazy yes like almost dana bryan ask but not quite obviously like ava rain from nxt rockstar is getting death threats the pebble is getting which, death threats that's crazy to yeah. me because i i mean i wouldn't care that much about cody but even if it was someone i really liked like that's that's completely unrelated i feel like they almost mildly referred to it um on NXT because Jada Parker had a segment and at the end said something like, I appreciate you or something like it was almost like anyways. Mm-hmm. But anyway, yeah, so then uh, they were holding this whole kickoff conference, which was a total waste of time, by the way. But it's like to, to no set things straight to, be. to set things straight. And Cody was like, trust me or something like that. And so, yeah, Cody Roman's official. The Rock came out and he and so Roman was like the thing it's passed him by or passed Cody by. So he chose rock like roman chose rock but then cody's like no it's my choice which so but it's didn't stupid. he not say quote unquote but not at wrestlemania yeah so this is why i hate this is so where, what, first off 
The thing with Stoop that was first stupid is he's stepping aside so that The Rock can fight Roman for what? Because Cody won the Rumble. Why would you do that? Right. And second, now he looks like he's like, oh, no, I'm not going to face you at Mania. Rock can do it. And then he's like, no, 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 this is bullshit. I'm facing you at Mania. So it's like, why did you do this whole thing in the first place? And so then, because Cody was talking, because like, obviously Roman had to make a, a jab at Dusty. So then Cody makes... He says something about his family back. Like, you think he mentioned Jay or mm-hmm. something? And then, so now, then Rock gets pissed at him and slaps him. And so it's like now Rock's affiliated with Roman. And so, my guess, and I mentioned this to you, is that because Rock and Roman are kind of acting like they're running the thing, and Triple H is like, no, I'm running the thing. So, mm-hmm. I'm saying Triple H comes out of retirement once, and you get like maybe in Australia because it's a big show, you get Cody and Triple H against Rock and Roman. Gross. And then you get, I, I, I don't want that. Why would that. you put that into the universe? I don't want that. It's going to be your fault now. I'm calling it. I'm calling mm-hmm. that shot right now. Anyways. You did call the Cody Roman too in NXT, so you're And I called you're hot right now. the Dynamite opener Yep. as soon as I knew. But anyways, so Cody Roman too, and um, none of us big Cody fans, but I was still adamant that Co- it should be Cody. But why that line then? I, I don't know. It's That's why I hate it, but I hate that they even tried to do The Rock because like... and. Crazy thing is that people booed The Rock over this. Like, that's crazy to me. Because mm-hmm. Rock, every time Rock comes, people go ballistic. And, but then there was also the narrative that that's, they what were they intentionally wanted. building a which Daniel is, Bryan situation. That, which which I hate more. And then pulled away from. But if that's what they were trying to do, they had it. And then they said, nah. Like, I, I I'm confused. Well, I... I don't I know think what's they going on. built the Daniel Bryan thing off the back of that SmackDown thing where he said he's not challenging, but then now it's like because the whole notion was that Cody was forced to do this because obviously Rock's mm-hmm. running the show. Yeah, basically, like you know he's on TK or whatever, and then now they kind of go. I like, I'm glad we're getting the match we're supposed to get, but it like, it just kind of felt like a flattening. Like it was literally less than a week, and the like. I don't know. It's just weird, but Cody Roman, I guess. I feel like in like a year or something, we'll see little YouTube videos on like the real, like the backstage, the machinations of this. We'll situation. see what really went on. It'll be yeah. interesting to It'll see. It'll be interesting for sure. And it's a weird situation, but that's, it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, last thing I had was that Brock Lesnar is removed from 2K24. He's so yeah. He was on the out of Supercard. He was on the Mania, uh, the Mania Edition cover the where they had a bunch of, of people, yeah, which yeah. is the one I got. And so he's replaced. John Cena's like bigger on there now, and I think Triple H is in Cena's old why, spot. Why was he removed? Is he the is he a former UFC heavyweight champion that they were desperately trying to resign in 2021? Really? Mm-hmm. Could that be? Um, but yeah, and then he's also off Supercard, so I guess you're not going to be pulling any Brock Lesnar cards anytime soon. So you pre-ordered the game, so the one you get won't have them. So he's not on the crazy cover. If you got it sent and it already had, you know what I mean? It was already done. Well, I got it online, so it, it won't yeah. matter. Oh, right. You it, don't but, get actual things anymore. And I saw a thing like it's unlikely he's going to be completely removed from, removed from the game, which I wouldn't expect because he's such a big, he or he was such a big star, right? And so he's probably in the Mania showcase mode and he's probably and like, what was my idea? Got a couple of different models. With? Simple adjustment. Ryback. Right, make him Ryback. <laughs> Ryback versus Kurt Angle from Mania gotta, 19. You got to put a singlet on and like tweak a Shave few things. Shave his hair. Yeah. Bring Ryback. But no, back. I don't expect him to be removed from the game because he's his his model is definitely like right. coded in there and he's he's all set and whatever. So I don't ex- I don't expect anything like that. But yeah, he's off the covers and whatever. Basically scrubbed. See ya. That's again three Rumble winners you can't talk about. That's right. Benoit Lesnar and McMahon. I mean, Ben Juan Lesnar back-to-back years, too. That's crazy. That's crazy. That is crazy. Uh, you said you had one more thing? Last one was the whole Elimination Chamber thingy. 
So yeah, tell me about this. What you're talking about is the whole business while. So while the whole Rock Roman thing was going on at the conference, before that, Rollins is out talking, and then he introduces Cody Rhodes, but then mm-hmm. Roman comes out. And so, like, Rollins is trying to get in kayfabe. He's trying to get Cody to pick him, right? Because he's got the workhorse title, and he's the one always here, and blah, 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 and all that babyface stuff. I watched that segment. So there's that. Yeah, and then that, that was what it. Roman was mocking on SmackDown, which yeah. I thought was great. But anyway, so Rollins... He still doesn't have a main opponent after all that, so it makes him look really second rate, mm-hmm. which we were talking about. Cause like his, it's you can call it a world title and whatever, but it's always going to be secondary to Roman. When, when fault. they pull stunts like this, it has nothing to do with him. It's just when they pull stuff like this that clearly makes him look second rate. It's dumb. Well, because they basically were like, "Hey, we're never taking the belt off this other guy, so let's There's just invent that. one." Yeah, for and you. then they have made no effort to reverse that no. notion because now it's like. There's all this business going on with Cody and Rock and Roman, but it's all over that belt. And Rollins is just kind of, he was literally just standing there the whole time. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so there is going to be a chamber match in Australia to determine his Mania challenger. And because um, they opened the show with our favorite thing, an authority figure segment where Trips, Love it. Aldis, and Adam Pierce are speaking. So, anyways, Aldis and Pierce announced. So there's 12 guys, and obviously it'll be six qualifiers, mm-hmm. and then the six guys get in the chamber match. So the guys qualifying are, we got like, most of this field makes sense, but some of it's weird to me. Got McIntyre, LA Knight, AJ Styles, Big, Bronson Reed, not to be confused with normal Bronson Reed that mm-hmm. entered the Royal Rumble. Regular size Bronson. Regular size Bronson Reed. Uh, Miz, Logan Paul, Sami Zayn, Owens, Ivar, uh, Lashley, Orton, and Dom Mysterio. Uh, McIntyre's already in. He beat uh, Styles thanks to Knight. Uh, Zayn, Orton is a match I know. And then Miz, Paul next week. I guess. So... Orton and Paul. Orton. I see. I think I would guess Paul has to get him. But so that's one of the weird ones to me is I think Logan Paul being here is weird because he's U.S. champion. So why does he need to be here? Yeah. Two SmackDown guys. Owens, Paul, Lashley, Orton, Knight, and Styles. SmackDown guys. So half these guys are SmackDown dudes, Mm -hmm. which again, this is a raw title. This is the only reason like fair point, which I mean, I know the brands, but like. Let, let me vent. Um, <laughs> I'll drink some water. Cody is He's on one. Cody is obviously on the wrong show, but he won the Rumble, so that like that supersedes anything. You know that you're Correct. you win the Rumble, you challenge for whatever. It's, yep. I would say the same for Priest. If he wanted to cash in a Roman, go nuts. But this is just like forgot about him. This is well, they've been making him look so stupid, He's man. Forgettable, right? Well, they keep and he shouldn't be, but they keep doing the like the no. fake cash in thing. Yes, they've done it like six times, and I wish I was kidding. It's so stupid. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, half the guys are SmackDown guys, which is dumb because this is the Raw title. They did the same thing, remember, with the tournament to crown the champion mm-hmm. where Styles, it just doesn't make sense to me. But, and then also, like, guys like Miz, really? He just, he lost have, to Gunther twice. I was going to say when you read that list, like, I couldn't think of a wrestler I'm less interested in on their roster. And, I don't know if there's anything he could do. I mean, it's a cool spot for him, but like Ivar, is that really someone who should be qualifying for a world title match? He's been getting pushed lately, right? Yeah, but he's been beating up Alpha Academy. I'm like, happy come for on. him because he's cool. I'm happy for him, but at the same time, like that's always. And no offense, I know he does great heel work, but Dom Mysterio near the world title, really? Like, you do not put Balor in instead. You know they want Ivar to do like look at that big man do crazy Even stuff. Like he does the same. I mean, it is cool, but like he does the same stuff. Like, come but on. But maybe they'll use the chamber for. But him yeah, to do so stuff. like Miz. Oh, or sorry, Ms. Ivar, Paul, and Mysterio are questionable choices. Who's then, your like, favorite to win out of the... I want McIntyre. Absolutely. Me too. 
I think McIntyre's been doing great work, and I just oh, want him to have is, his moment. This is peak McIntyre. This is, I this is the story. This is the story I want finished. Is McIntyre's story? Yeah, he's cool. He's cool yeah. as heck oh. right now. I want McIntyre to win the title, and Priest can hold the briefcase for a little while. I just want McIntyre to have his moment, have yep. a bit of uh, fun with the belt, and like have fans cheer him with the belt. Have fans cheer him with the belt. That's In what person. I want for him. Mm -hmm. And just no cash, and don't screw him at Mania. Don't have Priest cash, and I want him to like. You can have Priest if you really want to have him cash in on the raw after and that we can have like one of those yep. moments like Ziggler, but like I want McIntyre to have his un unaffected moment just for once. Cause he, he's deserved that for a long time. So I, I really I think want he's better that. now than ever. I think he's better now for sure. So I think, so McIntyre's already in the match. I think he has to win that thing and McIntyre Rollins would be great uh, at Mania. So I, I, I think McIntyre has to win. That I hope you're thing. right. Mm-hmm. All right, well, let's uh, move into talking some wrestling officially. And uh, we have to start with the PLE that was Saturday or Sunday. I don't remember. Uh, I want to say it was Sunday. But anyways, it is NXT Vengeance Day. As Jack is frequently listening to wrestling themes as I do my tinkering in between segments, as today it was the new Young Bucks. Young Bucks got their EVP theme, I guess. Um, it's I was just saying it's weird because their theme, it's not made by AEW, it's made by, I think it's the people's name is Meat Sauce Media. <laughs> of course. Uh, as you do. Yeah. But um, like their theme predates AEW, so they've had that theme for ages, I'm pretty sure. So I don't know, it's just interesting. Oh my God, they're wrestling attire too. That's funny. So you watch the front end and the back end of, oh yeah, of Vengeance Day this year. That, that I did. And so I don't know any of your thoughts on it. So that's kind of interesting, even though we're in the same room for it. But ahead of the first match, we get the usual uh, stylish package highlighting upcoming matches. And then Barrett joins Vic Joseph on commentary. And I don't have to listen to Booker T. That's like we're in the A level already. Gift from the gods. <laughs> we're working from starting from an A for this pay-per-view <laughs> because of that. Um, and I actually don't mind Barrett. So that's... Yeah, I, a I huge like Barrett. Upgrade. I like Barrett. From like insufferable to like pretty good. That's a Barrett's pretty good. Big, in the grand upgrade. scheme of WWE commentators right. these days, I like Barrett. So the opener is the Dusty Cup final match, which is Mellow and Trick versus Baron Corbin and Braun Breaker. So you've got Trick the doing Wolf double Dogs. duty. He's challenging for the NXT Championship. I like Mellow's, Mellow's gear. It's kind of like this orangish gold. Yeah. Uh, with cool like jacket. this kind of pattern on there. Yeah. Um, but Melo's looking sweet. Yeah, he was looking cool. And it was weird. They kind of did like a theme mashup for him and yep. Trick where they kept switching back between the two themes. And yep. Melo seems way better, but Trick's like, his is solid when the crowd His gets the reaction. Right? Yeah. Like and his I didn't theme, have to hear Booker do his thing. Oh, Barrett tried doing it. He though. did. It, it was kind of funny. Either, but at least, um, yeah, funny. Uh, but like Trick's theme without the crowd is so ass. Uh, so my. You know, for me, uh, not my favorite because we've got two non-tag teams competing in the finals of a tag team tournament. I mean, Melo and Trick have been affiliated for a long it's time, true. so I, I give them, uh, I'll give them slack. But NXT this slack. week made me really happy because I feel like there's a, a chance of a real tag division, and I'll talk about it when I get there. It's one of the things I really enjoyed this week. Mm -hmm. um, we well, it get... depends on um, how long Breaker's staying there because I heard he's big push main uh, roster he's... bound. And you and I weren't huge on him when he started oh he's i really hated good. him at the beginning he is really good he's gone he's really rounded himself out nicely yes. for sure and that's he's exactly what nxt is for right that's the he's yeah the they, they really him and mel are gonna be big success stories as long as they give yes. mel a chance because breakers like there's no way they won't love him but right. mellow i'm a little skeptical but like as long 
As long as they really see what, because I I understand them seeing potential and tricks. I think once he works out his in ring, yes, um, discrepancies, he he could be really big. But I hope they see what they have in Melo too, because I think Melo yes. is the complete package for sure. Melo's amazing, and now we're getting his his purest form right now. Absolutely. I think. Uh, so they're they've given or out. Will be. I think they've given out a bunch of a hole section signs because it's hard camera. Uh, a bunch of people and you know when it's just like a normal standard 11 by 7 or yeah they've done that a bunch i think didn't gargano have one with like his face on it or like not his face but like the you know like mm -hmm. the the straight face logo and then yeah. uh cesaro section we had that i think i swear there was one for like bailey or something should have been wolf dog section let's wolf be honest dogs. uh so my note says jack is here for this match and trick is caps lock over right as he enters for sure uh, so things break down early. Trick and Mello clear the yeah, ring. Nice to get Trick in front of a live crowd. For sure. We get the fade away to Corbin. Big moves for everybody, including that flip-up cutter by Braun. It's like where he has him in the back. He's back position. He like flips him it over his shoulder cool. into the cutter. It looks pretty crazy It's a looking. pretty badass Breaker's like nice and tense. He's explosive, man. Badass and, you know, meaner than evil and whatever. Yeah. Corbin clothesline uh, turns Mello inside out. Good old Mello just completely flipping for him here. Scary moment, and Brock talked about it this week on NXT because apparently Braun. he runs 23. Sorry, Braun. Brock on the mind. Oof, he runs 23 miles an hour. Remember the rope issue? Yeah, he like his head like slid between the ropes and he kind of like hit his head off the top rope, but he carried on perfectly fine he to did, his credit. And so, luckily, he's fine. Like, speed to size ratio, there's nobody going faster. The only than person that guy. I can think is faster than him is Fraser, and that's because Fraser's small. At half his size. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Fraser's so insane. Braun then abandons a pin attempt to do some push-ups a la Scott Steiner used to do that quite a bit. You pointed out it was the Viking experience that the heels The pop-up power slam. Yeah. yeah. Uh, flipping cutter attempted again, but it was kind of awkward and they landed. Mel flipped out, but they like tried to sell like he did something even though he didn't. Right. It was weird. See, that's exactly the example I was talking about. Uh -huh. I'd have vague details, you fill them in. That's some of our best work. Vague details are... Special, yeah. I'm vague and you're specific, and it works really well, which is uh, weird because I like this is a week ago, and I but still, and this was the test, it doesn't have to true. be a couple days away. It's just it unlocks something for me. Uh, trick hot tag, he dominates for a bit. Awkward springboard moonsault by Mello, and Barrett actually points oh, out, oh, yeah, like, didn't he like mostly hit him with his legs or something? And like then, that? yeah, and, and Barrett was like, We're having rope issues tonight, sort of thing. Uh, that's a fair cover, second one and that's one, that's not a bad cover, second one and one match, that's right? True, that's true. And I actually noted something Barrett said, which, like, when it's Booker, I'm it's actively trying negative. not to hear him. Or it's just, like, something so bad you have to talk about right. it. Yes, for all the wrong reasons. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Braun throws Mello onto Trick, then suplexes both of them. Braun launches Corbin over the top, right? That, and they, I thought was cool, because um, that's not something you, you'd usually see from Corbin. And Braun makes mention of it on NXT, saying, like, you, fin you completed your first dive ever. And it was because of me sort of thing. Sounds right. I yeah. mean, I deep, can't think of any other Deep one. sixes for both the opponents. Uh, Braun hits a flipping senton deep off the top sweet. to the floor. Imagine, um, it is. Based on what we saw on Dynamite, catch Darby Allen out of a dive into a deep six. That'll never that'd be, happen. That'd be crazy. <laughs> Mello avoids the end of days. And Trick kind of hits a neckbreaker to Corbin. Wasn't exactly Yeah, perfect. his like, it was kind of like, remember, I remember he did like the double neckbreaker at deadline mm -hmm. in that match. Uh, it's just, it looks kind of clunky to me. It's not great. Yeah, like that's what I'm saying. Just once he polishes things up, kind of like what you used to say with Logan Paul. Yeah. Um, which I, I think he's come along, but he Unfortunately, he has. He's yeah. pretty good. But I think once Trick polishes up, like, I, I'll admit he's over. Like I don't, I don't love him, but I, I don't hate him. And it's he's just, got I, that, I need him to work on his in-ring stuff for he's sure. He's got that bigger than the average guy, but not a monster size. Like I think which he's is good. Like, he's big four. enough to have some like 
power-ish offense, but he's got some athleticism to him exactly. too. So he's, he's like he's kind of yeah, he's in like that nice gray area. But yeah, because like as long as he can maintain his momentum and work on his ring stuff, because that knee is brutal, man. Like it's not the trick good. knee. Trick knee is not good, especially when Takesh is out here smashing fools. Yeah, you can't be doing that. So Melo ends up getting speared pretty suddenly by Braun, and it's over because yeah, trick he pushed, can't quite get there to he break. He pushed the, Trick out of the way first, right. though, right? He, so. he, that's right. He kind of shoves trick and takes the spear and, trick and then trick's not able to save time. him yeah so he kind of took the bullet and he would talk about that later right where he'd say like you have to be facing Ilya at 100 percent and and stuff too uh and that was a, a cool vignette but we'll get there or sorry segment um i guess i'll mention them we're not talking about details dragonov vignette gg dolan vignette because because this is what they do yeah uh roxanne perez recap then we get die talk about the match hmm you can talk about the match. That's later. No, I mean like the opener. Oh, sorry. That's right. I I really liked it. I thought it was I a good was tag good. match. I You're thought right it was pretty you, good. I thought there was like a couple There were a couple where, slips. A couple slips that yes. like slowed down a little for me, but I thought generally it was really good. I think all these guys are pretty solid at least, and I think a Corbin especially deserves props for really getting his shtick together. Yes. They um, work together, he and Braun. Him and Braun for sure, yeah, but just in general, Corbin I feel like has really used this run to better himself, mm-hmm. and I was saying to you, it's kind of like Balor's second mm-hmm. go about NXT, because I, I would still say, and I know you would agree, that Balor's return to NXT is his best run, for sure. That was when I believe, like, that was Best that was 2020 North American heel Balor was yeah that was when he um came back when he was champion and he had that run he had the matches with O'Reilly mm-hmm. and yeah so he, his run like that was really good and I think obviously Corbin's run as all time as that but I think it's definitely some of the best work of his career and honestly he could go up with Braun yeah maybe for a bit I don't know like I think Corbin's ready to go back up and as long as he like kind of keeps on this similar stick. I'm not I'm not exactly sure what his gimmick is, but what he's been doing has been working, right? So Well, for a while it was we knew when he was dealing with Dragonov, right? He's like the sure you're saying I haven't done accomplished a whole lot on main roster, but I bought a big old house and I'm super wealthy. Yeah, and, and I feel like you could definitely I've tweak that. In. You could tweak that into some sort of character cuz they they did that whole like cash and rich thing with the Happy Corbin right. thing, but that was stupid. So, yeah. as if they did like something kind of like Happy Corbin, but like serious they yeah. could do something like because it was kind of like sure dragon of you have gold but you have no family and you go right. live alone and blah 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 mm-hmm. and look at me exactly like what's better um but back to the match i think so corbin and breaker are great together and they're, they've been doing some great work tricks over and mellows fantastic so i think it all works me too. um wasn't perfect at times but i think generally it was really solid action and there's some great stuff and i thought really good pace solid yeah. action and the finish it makes sense. I think the finish worked. I like the finish. And and that's why, like, I gave it three and three quarter stars. I, I'll agree with that. There's good storytelling in there, too, right? Like, that finish comes back later. For sure. To be something. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, Dragunov, bunch of vignettes. And then it's Dijak and Gacy in a no DQ match. And you are here for this one as well. I, I always have to make a note because I forget. Um, and we noticed that Gacy's using the same song as whatever that group was. Schism. Schism. I think he had it before that too. He's had it since like his days with Harlan. So no update for him. And there's even the, his Tron is like the masks that they wore. Yeah, but then it's also switching. So the Tron is different. It's just, he's kind of like, I don't know. I'm not sure what he's doing really. So they come out, uh, Dijak has a nightstick and Gacy has like one of those collapsible baton things, if that's what they're called. I swear like Santana Ortiz had that in Blood and Guts or something. I think Dijak was wearing like a tactical belt or something like batman kind of thing anyways surprise surprise gacy dives to the floor throws garbage cans chairs and duct tape into the ring 
Gacy comes off the steps, a cannonball to die jack in a chair. That was kind of cool. Um, bunch of Hot Wheels, right, put out on a table. Yeah, that was weird. I guess like Home Alone style. Discus boot to Gacy on the floor, boots to Gacy um, with the trash can over the top of him, right? Then some stomps and an elbow drop, and Gacy just keeps sitting up sort of thing. And that was, was kind of cool. Coming into this was like, there's nothing you can do to like take me out and get me to stop sort of thing. Um, trash can on the head, but, head, headbutt to take Dijak down. Dijak gets shoved off the apron and through a table. But it kind of didn't hit the cars. That remember, he kind of fell beside where all the cars were. Yeah, it just might have caught a couple of them. Yeah, it's like when they just catch the outer edge of the the pile of tacks. You know exactly. Um, Dijak gets choke slammed on a chair. We get an avalanche release German by Gacy, but they missed the trash can. Remember, was that off? Yeah, second that was or, like I think it might have been the second one. rope. Yeah, something like that. And it looked like he was supposed to land on the trash. Which would have sucked because that would have looked awesome. Yeah, and he missed it. Um, so we get. A duct tape blindfold put on Dijak that apparently he can't rip off. He just staggers around yeah, without touching it. Was an interesting visual, though. It took some pretty vicious kendo shots, I will say. Yeah, at that and he, point. he managed to hit Gacy with the feaster eyes completely blindfolded. That's so that true. was kind of cool. That's true. And then when he like, does eventually too. get the duct tape off, um, Gacy's in the corner upside Doing, like, down. The Bray looking all thing. creepy, yeah. right? So DDT on a chair from Gacy, top rope splash for a near fall. The upside down clothesline thing he does is countered with a nightstick shot and another uh, feast your eyes and Dijak wins, but Gacy is like still smiling like he didn't even care sort of thing. Um, I thought it was like a a fine WWE no DQ match, but we've talked about it, right? Like yeah. we're a little desensitized or yeah. whatever by things like Swerve and just almost any death match in any Texas death in AEW or any of the lights out matches or even right. like their cage matches. And part of it is these guys, right? Like Dijak continues to have really good matches, but goes nowhere. Gacy's kind of drifting aimlessly with this weird new character. They haven't really defined, I would say is incomplete still at this point. For sure. But I mean, yeah, this, like Gacy's the baby face here, which just seems weird, weird to me. This match didn't overstay its welcome. I was entertained. I thought they kept the crowd energy. I gave it three and a quarter stars. Like, I thought it was a yeah. totally, I'll say good. I thought it was good enough. Yeah, there were some parts I liked and some parts that were just okay. But in general, like, it was solid, but nothing groundbreaking. But I feel the need to qualify, like, for a WWE. For a WWE, it was like, no good. DQ, it was solid, yeah. Yep. Um, I'd probably give it, like, three and a quarter, yeah. Yep. it's It was solid, but nothing spectacular chase you calendar sales are incredible and you knew right so i it was me all along there's tables set up somewhere many of the women are signing copies and they're going to be officially on sale on the website apparently they sold out in 30 minutes i think they referred to on nxt there's no way they actually sold that and they actually put that up and i want to know where the money came from if you're bankrupt like you can't just snap your fingers and calendars are made Although maybe JC Jane has money and she went out of pocket for it. She's not a Chase U person. So I guess. I don't I don't She's know what the successful deal is. wrestler. I'm gonna woman. search Chase U and shop and see what we got. Um so anyways, then of course they're all celebrating JC Jane's great idea. Maybe it did sell out. Who's to say? Oba Femi shown backstage curling part of the set, like one of those big beam. Yeah, things. Strowman's done that a bunch of times. And then we get I don't think you saw this. You took a good time to duck out. It's the family taking on out the mud. Um, out the mud came yeah, in on bikes I, again looking like they don't know how to ride bikes again this is definitely a match i didn't want to watch and so therefore i didn't the family do the classic like otms introduced first and is looking up the ramp and they sneak attack them from behind 
I think I saw that clip just because, like, you know, they post the. It's almost embarrassing to say this next point I have. Not until this very moment did I realize that the women were involved in this match. <laughs> and I was even wondering on NXT the week before this why they were spending so much time talking about Rizzo being tough. And I still didn't make that connection. Because, like, a good chunk of the whole, their segment was them being like, she knocks people out and blah, blah, blah. And yeah, I was no, like, that's why I thought that's this weird. was a questionable addition to the show because it's like did not know you're not defending the tag titles you right know, you're in a feud with the tag team right it's like why wouldn't this maybe be that's like you're defending my that's maybe what i just assumed right yeah and that's what i would have assumed too if i didn't know better so i was shocked is that a, is that a backhanded like is that an insult there i don't know um i think jada parker has some presence i i think like i She's got Although some the way they talk about her and the, like that's I think I saw the segment from last week's mm -hmm. NXT, not the recent one, obviously, but like the one before Avengers Day, and it's so annoying. Just yeah. like something about like not being put in a box, and you know, like it was super annoying. There was the one where they're like sitting in like the alleyway or something like that. She's it, it convincing was... with attitude and the confidence she has. I kind of like it. Um, there was a really lame like triple gut punch spot where they all paired off in the yeah and they do like the punches. I hate it looks so like, lame when they cartoony, do that cartoony yeah 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 no, I know I know what you're talking about though some awkwardness as the family hiss, hip toss each other into their opponents I seem to remember Tony D and Rizzo kind of like dancing around in the middle trying to decide who was going to throw who into where and clearly they I feel like it, Tony would have to throw her somebody may have forgotten. There's a really cool slow-mo of Stax taking a forearm from both of the out the mud guys at the same time. And like it it looks like they yeah. really smacked him with it. Um, then it's like a long basic beat down of Stax in the middle of this. Uh, Tony D hip tosses Stax over the top onto OTM. Rizzo jumps off the top onto the group on the floor. And actually she like jumped and extended and looked pretty good. Like almost like frog splashy Unlike onto them. Sting. Um Anti-air clothesline to Scripps coming off the steps. He gets taken out. Forgot he was there. <laughs> Tony, my, this isn't nice. I forgot his name. Tony and not Bronco are left. Uh, Lucian Price. Thank you. I couldn't my remember. Boy. I'm like, Julian? Um, that's he's so, not Bronco. Oh, that's close enough. He's oh, now okay. not Bronco. Not Bronco. Bronco and not Bronco. Bronco. The fact that Bronco is the memorable one is funny to me. Tony D gets his Fisherman Buster thing and it's over. This wasn't very good. Maybe... I think it's maybe a bit too early for Out the Mud and Rizzo to have the, a match. Maybe Parker too, but I probably OTM throw them all were in. in the PLE match. I think the last PLE match, but it was the four-way tag, remember? I guess what I'm saying is Tony D and Stax, I think, are ready for something like this. Hate their characters, but they're they're fine in ring. But the other they're okay. They I feel the other like four maybe not. I have yet. to see their in ring work without the gimmick too, because I feel like a lot of the it's like the you know like those gut I know, and I know. stuff like that. I hate it's so dumb. Pretty slow and basic for a lot of it. Crowd energy seemed to kind of wane in the middle of this. I thought, but when Tony D tagged in, like he picked up the pace. The crowd picked up the energy. No I, Dar on this show. And then no. Two and three quarter stars. I didn't think it was great. Sorry, you didn't not see it. Not the last so show. I'm thinking No Mercy. I forgot there was deadline, but like No Mercy had Dar and Butch. Not Butch. Pete Dunn. Metaphor did get a package right after this match, actually. Well, that's one of the pointless ones, though, right? And then a Braun package. And then Kiana James and Izzy Dame actually have an actual segment where they are deciding they're going to target Kalani Jordan since everybody says she's the future and they don't like that. 
Who says that? They don't like who? that. Who? Name one person who says that. There's a women's segment coming up on NXT, the, we- the weekly show that was brutal. One intele- I wanted to see one intellectual person that thinks, that genuinely thinks Kalani Jordan's the future. I mean, they seem to love her, whoever, whoever they, the powers that Yo, be. Yo, out of her couple, she ain't She's the better okay. half, all right? Who's her couple again? Mello. Oh, yeah, well, sure. Uh, so speaking of Mello, he's backstage with Trick. And yes, Mello took that spear for Trick. So I think Fraser's with the hail. So Trick would be healthy for the main event. And everything, like, they seem completely on the same page to the point where I love this little detail. Mello's like, I know, I know, I know you want to do this on your own. Trick's like, no, this time, you know, I want my whatever buddy, brother, whatever he said with me. My brother. So they, uh, it's awesome way of getting Mello there because it seemed totally sincere. Like, dude, you took the best spear in wrestling for me i would agree with that. to protect me for the main event right so great Clearly way to set you up never turn on me and at this point i'm like i assume Melo's gonna turn i assume he's probably gonna play a role in the finish maybe i'm not right about everything as it turns I out i think what, what 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 the clean finish you had second guessing there um so we know it's coming because they've been setting it up for months but they've done a really good job of keeping my interest. Like, this has been... Well, yeah, because it started out a little too slow, I remember you yes. saying, after Halloween Havoc, it yes. was like a little stop start. And then I felt like the quality of the segments picked up or something. Um, they found their footing. Yeah, uh, really good long-term storytelling in WWE. That's great to see. Uh, Lyra Valkyria taking on Roxanne Perez for the NXT Women's Championship. We get holds and counters to start, and Lyra had some sort of, I don't know, blue, purple. I, I struggle with colors, obviously. Um, that you do feathers in her hair and they were all over the mat within like a minute probably Alira's working the arm we get some cool escapes from head scissors by each woman and at this point my notes say like the pace starts to feel like this match is going to get a lot of time you know when it's just like yeah they start out doing that like, and you can feel yeah, you can feel it building because they you're like they're both capable of more and faster so they're probably saving it anyways yeah. Back and forth, we get a Perez springboard moonsault, a nice uh, fisherman suplex, I think it was, kind of a variation of it by Lyra. Pops ro- Pop rocks, Lyra tries to roll away as Lola Vice's music hits. She runs down with her breakout contract and her own referee. <laughs> Tata Paxley tries to step in and stop her, but Lola just, I think, just takes her out with one kick, if I remember correctly. And she officially is cashing in that contract, making it a triple threat. So dumb. Let's just talk about how that. early did she come? Somebody in? else has done that, right? Rollins. You don't wait till the match is over. Okay, but Rollins was awesome though. Because you know you have less chance to win if there's three people in the match. Yeah, but you could also beat two people, I guess. Like there's two options, but like Rollins, at least it was like. But it was... wouldn't you just wait? Wouldn't you just wait for them to take more punishment and only have one of them left? Yeah. I don't know. Especially like, as a heel. With Rollins, it was like Roman and Lesnar beat the crap out of each other. And then he kind of came down like opportunities. Like, and then he he was up in an F5. Roman's beard, Lesnar take him and then he stomped him. Rollins was awesome. That's like the best cash in ever. Game theory wise, but this cannot be the right move. How long was the match roughly going before? Before, like, was it like long drawn out or was it like no she i wouldn't came in say midway. so like, so then it's dumb because if it's like they're being the crap out of each other and both down, no no then go out like i was thinking it was gonna have to start kicking into gear okay so then that's stupid because 
Like with the Roman Lesnar one, it was like 15 minutes of them being the crappy no, and they're both no, like no, not that at all. Remember, like they're both down and out, and then Rollins comes sprinting yeah. down. So it's, that makes more it's sense. Different. Yeah. Um. So, so anyway, and she didn't even succeed here. So. so Vice is here. Perez ducks. Lyra takes the black mass or whatever it is right away, which she also does. Right. It's two people that kind of use that move and so, don't do it as good as Malachi. So Lyra's taken out for a little bit. Lola Vice tries to choke out Perez, then hits a tornado kick for two. Uh, Lyra spat, Splash breaks up a triangle choke from Lola Vice. Um, and it's like, I note in this, like, Vice has brought a shot of adrenaline to this match somehow. Like, I was quite surprised how everything seemed to pick up, and I got way more interested. And I don't think she's amazing, but I think there's something about her that's interesting. Anyway, yeah. she does the speedball. I guess that'd be charisma, probably. That's a, a word mm, for yeah, it. Yeah, that is a word. Uh, speedball kicks for both of the other women, then hip attacks. As Barrett talks about, he mentions it here, Vice being dumb. He's trying to be nice about it because he's the heel, I think. Um, but basically, that yeah, she why, why wouldn't, wouldn't she wait, wait until yeah. the match was over? That's for, or like at least like till you're deep in a match. Because again, if they're deep in yeah. a match, I say that they're as good as done. So Lyra's hitting like a Samoan driver or whatever, and that's they're calling it the Night Wish now. So if I forget, that's what it is. Vice tries to steal the pin, and Ly- Lyra breaks it up. Crowd gets into this now. Really nice Lola Vice backfist to Lyra. Pop rocks to Lyra, but Paxley takes Perez out to the floor. And then we just get the night wish to Vice, which is, again, that driver. And the match is over. Beat pin Vice to jam. Yes. Uh, this ended up being a really entertaining triple threat with, honestly, Vice. Again, not perfect, but I thought she looked better than she has here. Um, it was solid when it was a singles match, but I was honestly going like, this needs to get in gear. I expect more of these two because they're both good. And then Vice came in, and I thought the action really picked up. I don't think it's the strongest for a babyface champion look here, but the match itself was really good. I gave it three and three quarter stars. I quite this was the only thing you didn't see that I think is worth seeing, to mm-hmm. be honest. Um, family vignette, mellow vignette, and I'm like, is everyone trying to get a video here? Um, two grown adults are each other's valentines. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and the funny part is, is I know what you're talking right, about. Right, so that's got to be Thea Hale. <laughs> that's the only thing I wrote about that. Uh, white text on oh, black screen funny. about evil coming or something. And then I put, ha ha ha, Okada? Question mark. I saw something They put the like exact that. same thing on It NXT was, oh, week. I forget what it was, but I did see something about that and someone thought it might be Okada. It's like there's three sides, you're, what you show the yeah, public, your family. Yeah. And it does sound like Japanese uh, Proverbs le- legend. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I'm talking about. So Dragon Lee is challenging Oba Femi. So Femi won the breakout tournament, then won the North American he title. cashed in on Dragon Lee after he defended against Lexus King. Right. I, and initially, I'm like, I expect this to be pretty short with Femi retaining. Commentary are working really hard to get Femi over. Like, one of the quotes was, he's ready yesterday. Sure. <laughs> I like how you had many things to say, and you <laughs> censored yourself. And just went, sure. Uh, Dragon Lee starts out hot, way. but it's kind of short-lived. And, of course, it's Lee trying to use speed and elusiveness. He does for a while including a double stomp to the head off the second rope that looked awesome and the replay again looked really good too like he just swerve stomped him right in the face basically it looked in pretty it pretty good uh, but of course femi eventually takes over and things slow down to his pace uh he hits three uranagi backbreakers he gets put in a submission where his arms are pulled behind him so femi uses the his teeth on the ropes to break up the 
well, I forget what it was exactly. I Something can, with the arm. I arms. can picture that. Another Dragon Lee Flurry. A Lee sit out power bomb for two, which was kind of impressive. He didn't pick him up. He kind of brought him off the ropes, but it's still he walked him to the middle of the ring and hit it nicely. Uh, and then I, I don't know if you saw, I'm sure it was very, very jiffable, but Dragon Lee getting that big swat off the apron where Femi's on the floor and he just swats him in the I chest. I think I saw it. Uh, and then one next up just says table. Uh, table choke slam countered into a Lee DDT. Choke slam into an announced chair. Dragon Lee gets launched. Power bomb, and it's over. And I'm honestly, this could have felt like a singles version of the family OTM match, right? With one side kind of talented and experienced, and the other one kind of green powerhouses. But this was a little better than that. It's not quite as obvious that Femi's new, right? His offense is deliberate, but he can do stuff. Right. He's do you know what I mean? Like he's horrible. not. He's getting there. He's not doing just basic big man stuff. He's mm -hmm. doing a bit more than that. So. I don't think it was amazing, but it was a solid showing for a really new guy, right? He's not there yet, but it's like you can see why they're big on him. Like honestly, I could, I could see that. Of course, yeah. right? Like he's built in a lab. I'm not thrilled on it, but like, so I gave it, it three sense. stars, like an average match yeah. for a a new big man. Totally fine. Uh, Lexus King is a creepy. What? Oh, <laughs> it says Lexus King is a creepy Clandar customer. So that means calendar customer. Ah, so he's, he's okay. being creepy at the table and Osborne steps in and they start to brawl. Uh, Kelly talks to Ava. Ava is bad, but not as bad, it says here. And I, I, that's how I felt. She's a, she's a pure face right now, which is a bit odd, considering she just came from like... The schism. Right. Um, Battleground will be in Georgia was something they announced to us. Battleground's like, that's a while away though, considering Stan delivers the next one. That's mania. And then it's NXT Championship match, the main event. Ilya Dragunov defending against Trick Williams. You were back for this one. I was. I don't. I can't remember how much I paid attention, but I was watching it a little Good bit. Good match. Uh, back and forth. I did not really take notes on this one. Mello gets involved a couple times, right? One, he's sort of holding Trick on the outside. Yeah, you pointed that one out to me. Also could be construed as he's holding Trick to give Ilya time to recover, right? Yeah. That's basically what happened there. Um, I don't know. What do you remember specifically from this? Because I was I remember the one part notes. where he was like about to attack Dragon and then Dragon him into it, and then he ended up accidentally chop blocking Trick. Oh, right which on the set outside, up the, the knee injury. That's kind of right. Thing. Yeah, and that's going back because Trick did tweak his knee in the tag team match earlier, right? Yeah, and then so yeah, Ilya ends up like Mello gets in Ilya's face on the floor. Ilya shoves him, and he ends up Mello ends up quote unquote inadvertently chop blocking. Yeah, chop blocking Trick, right? Um. So the finish was the Torpedo Moscow, right? Yeah, so it was like, remember they're in the opposite corners and like something had happened and then so they're both gearing up for their finishers and Trick went for the knee, but Dragon kind of got above him right. and hit the Torpedo Moscow. Right. It was kind of like a collision, but not really. And before that, there was a ref bump and a visual pinfall for Trick, right? Yeah, which I didn't love because it was like, I don't know, I just don't think he should be getting that personally. So I really liked the match, I thought. And again, part of it is... Like, it's probably a three and a half, three and three quarter, but I could almost bump it up to four based on the story that mm. was being told. Story does help it, because otherwise it's just like a, a fine main event. Right. So, 
Obviously, the big thing happens after. You want to go ahead and recap that? Yeah, what? He chop blocks Trick from behind and just wail, does? Wail, mellow, wails on his knee with the chair. Just and I liked absolutely it Absolutely beats the crap out of him. Yes. And you get the little, that beautiful moment where Trick's kind of standing there dejected and Mellow's behind him and you can see the wheels turning in Mellow, right? And then he just hits him. Well, yeah, low. he's like, he's, you know, hugging and reassuring him. And then he just like, he slowly walks behind him. And then like, you can see his face change and then he goes after And him. the crowd anticipates it in a vicious chair attack, right? So, um, mm -hmm. I really... Yeah, he like, to the point where the chair's like bent. Whatever. Listen, Mellow is awesome no matter what, but heel Mellow is yeah. like, that's his peak form. I was always like that when he was babyface, and I, I came to love him anyways, but yes. heel Mellow's where it's at, for He's sure. He's great at everything, but and heel Mellow is where I it's would at. absolutely love um, heel Mellow up against babyface Dragunov again. I would I'd be down for that, Heels for Heels for sure. me right now, it's Mellow, Swerve, and Christian. Those are my... Yeah. My big three heels. Absolutely. If Swerve stays that way, maybe obviously not. Swerve is Swerve. But uh, so honestly, I I really like this match. I'll probably stick with good. three and three quarters. I would I go with that too. I don't think it's quite four star range because I think you need to be have some better in ring action for that. But yeah. that trick held up his own into the bargain well enough, and the story definitely helped him out for sure. And Dragonoff, like he Dragonoff was really good. But he almost fell a little backburner just because the story is not really about him. It wasn't. You're right. So that maybe is a little bit of a detractor. And so hopefully he gets back on track. I would love to see Mello and him go back at it just with Mello being heel. And I think you have to go Mello takes it from Dragunov and Trick takes it from Mello. I think that's where I you have to I go. Love, I don't love that. I think that's the foundation you've laid. But anyways, maybe, maybe. pay-per-view, fine. I gave it a B, right? Like a lot of the stuff I liked and the stuff that the lowest rated stuff I gave wasn't terrible. It was like, a below average and an average kind of mm -hmm. thing, and then a couple good matches. So, on paper, it didn't look amazing. I thought it over delivered a bit, but wasn't great. So, a B pay per view. All right. So, let's get into your turn to do some heavy lifting as we recap this past Wednesday night's episode of AEW Dynamite. Oh. All right. Now that you're fired up, tell us about Dynamite. Pete Dunn, baby. That is He's not, not on Dynamite. He is not on Dynamite. Is that <laughs> um, the big announcement? What? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Pete Dunn's all elite. I would not like that because I want to keep his theme songs forever. Um, anyways, we kick off the show with the rubber match between Hangman Adam Ander Page, who decided to make his match more prominent just to spite me. Uh, he did. Versus Swerve Strickland wearing gold tights to please me. There versus you go. His, nice his tights are nice. Balance in the universe. Probably fix his eye makeup. I don't even know. Um, Hangman reverses the um, swerve one for that arm snap he does with his foot. He throws him to the apron, misses the springboard clothesline, but he connects with the layer to the back of the head. Flawless slam on the outside from Hangman to the cool. Swerve gets backdropped on the apron. He kind of hit his shoulder off mm -hmm. of the cool. Um, then Excalibur made the point that it was like on the side with the LED, which I guess was something. The hardest, hardest part. The hardest, hardest part, part of the hardest part. The hardest section of the hardest part of the ring because right. it's like it's like a segment of it, mm -hmm. you know. Um. Hangman misses the Ori Harmon until lands on his feet and rolls through. Again, I don't know how this man's ankles are intact. Ankles of granite. Ankles of granite. Um, but Swerve meets him with the roll through flat. I don't know. That was really nice. Um, Swerve does like a Fosbury flop, like dives to the outside. Kind of, not quite like the Spaceman plancha like Pac would do or something. Because it wasn't as graceful, but no, it was nice. No, it's still cool. It was nice. It, it's a cool thing to bust out for him because he doesn't always do that. No. Um, Power slam smooth follow into a suplex from Swerve, kind of like that usual transition he does it's with nice. the flatliner. Usually it is, but a little different here. House call from Swerve. Not as on point as I usually like it, but it's still a cool move. I, I really like it. 
Hangman it's like goes, pizza, even a bad one's still good. Exactly. Um, Hangman goes for a sunset flip powerbomb. Swerve, like, he flips out, but he barely landed. Like, he almost yes. under-rotated. He yes. almost hit his head, but I think he saved it well enough. Yep. Uh, he hits a spinning roundhouse. He went for a JML. Hangman counters it. Hits a sit-up powerbomb for two. Swerve ducks a buckshot, and he connects with one of his own. Followed by Looks Swerve good. stomp. That was a really nice near fall. Mm-hmm. Uh, DT on the barricade from Hangman. Swerve was going for the pile driver. Uh, on the barricade like he did in the Texas death, mm-hmm. but uh, Hangman has got it. So that's a nice callback. Uh, Swerve fits that backbreaker where he like, sweeps under and then drops him that you really like. I do. Uh, gets a two count. Tree of Woe stomp from Swerve on the apron. Then off that, Hangman rolls onto the table they place the ringside, but it just collapses. So then Swerve goes to get a replacement, um, which I saw like some people, like one review complain about, which is fair, because it kind of did halt the momentum mm-hmm. for a second when Swerve would get it, but I think it was worth it. It was fine. I think it, I think it ended up being worth it when yep. so we got the spot Payoff we were supposed to get to. Yeah. Um, Buckshot layer from Hangman connects, but Swerve gets a rope break just before the three, so that was nice. Dead end on the apron from Hangman. Swerve barely beats the count back in. Hangman drop kicks him back out right away and attacks Nana with a chair, so Hangman's starting to snap there. That was not nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, more on that later. Yep. Uh, more on Hangman later. Uh, Swerve hits a Swerve Stomp, but tweaks his ankle, so he's slow to capitalize. He attempts a JML after, but Hangman rolls through and, and twists his ankle, which that reminded me of the that Punk Moxley match where Mox squashed him. Because mm-hmm. remember, they ran the angle where Punk tweaked his foot on the roundhouse, and then Mox like cranked his ankle. And then yep. paired him. I love that match. That was awesome. Because he just oh, squashed Punk. That and was Brody awesome. Lee killing Cody. Right. That's, that's, what, that's, what, that's what we call it, is like when you beat someone unexpected and you, you Cody Rhodes them, you know? Brody Lee will live forever for me. Just Honestly, for I'm not that. even kidding. Brody Lee will always, I'll yep. always remember him for that, the Saturday Night Diamond. I love then, that so much. And then the segment where they just beat the crap out of him, that was the only time that Anna J. Sleeper looked cool is when she choked the crap out of Brandy Rhodes. <laughs> remember? That mm-hmm. was nice. And he gave Cody like the broken old belt because remember yep. that was when they had like the unfinished TNT title and then Cody had the finished one and then Brody had the old one. You saw anyway. We're on a tangent. Hey, we are. Swerve hits Hangman with the dead eye uh, through the table on the ringside. That it was the way it, it broke was cool because it kind of buckled for a second and then broke. It was, it looked awesome. So very that's well thinking. executed. It, it was kind of worth the wait. I would say. Yep. Um, finish comes in. So Swerve misses the Swerve song, tweaks that ankle again. Hangman goes for a buckshot. Swerve's able to duck, hits the JML driver, but the time limit runs out right after the two count. Perfectly timed. Yep. Might I add, he was slow to get to the pin, but still perfectly timed. Uh, Post match, Swerve gets a mic and he says he didn't go through all of that for this, and he won't let Hangman get away with this, which is an interesting turn of phrase. He says, "You know how this goes." He says, five more minutes." Hangman like he's pulls himself up enough, so he's like kind of laying down with his head on the bottom rope, so he's like up enough to face Swerve, and so he starts laughing. And Swer- he says, "Swerve had to beat him to be number one contender. He will not be world champion, and it's over for him." And then he walks up the ramp. Shivani gets on the mic and announces the triple threat for Revolution. Yeah, so you've got the heel saying five more minutes and the baby face going no. It's so that's interesting. an interesting take for it sure. It is. So I, yeah, I, 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 it's interesting. I do see a double turn, I think. I, so I, I'll People talk about it. People won't stop like, cheering for Swerve, so you may as well I lean guess in. I'll talk about it, but like, I, as a big Hangman fan, I did not want heel Hangman, but I'm, I'm going to say. I think it'd be cool. I think he kind of convinced me here. Yeah. Like, he's been teetering on the brink of staying control of all his mental health and whatever, and... And I think based on how his character's been presented... Swerve. Because we know his character's kind of not in the best mental health most of the time. Yeah. The way he's been presented, he could pull off a heel work for a while, at least. And we talked about it before, maybe on air. Like, I think this is going with the... In the triple threat, 
Swerve's poised to win and Paige will sacrifice himself to not have Swerve win. Just right? not even to have he, himself win, just right. to make sure just Swerve his doesn't. Priority one is Swerve doesn't win. Yeah, I feel not like he even when he was Hangman was the baby face and Swerve was the heel, I feel like the emphasis lately has been placed on no, like Hangman said he wants the title obviously but mm-hmm. I feel like there's been more emphasis placed on the fact that he doesn't want Swerve to have it that's his new obsession I think ever since the house invasion and that would really drive that home it's a way to kind of protect everybody keep the title and on tell a, a good bit story longer, in there and have Swerve rightly so be like listen man I still haven't lost in forever I wasn't the one that got pinned there yeah like, exactly right you all mm-hmm. saw I was about to win exactly. I'm a baby face now so it works exactly. anyways this match I thought started slowly and built in a really I thought the crowd was really good and added something to this and man these two just work really well together right they could have like they're young enough that they could circle back around to this feud a million. This could it's be one of those, yeah, one like of those their feuds, lifelong yeah. rival sort of deals. I think like, yeah, because this is the rivalry that puts Swerve on the map. Right. Booking makes sense. It keeps Swerve without a loss, which I fully support. And like, Joe's a cerebral champion, right? Who can find a way to beat both of them in a triple threat somehow. Uh, I don't think Swerve's going to get pinned, have that believable gripe, right? And then Obviously. he gets his singles match with Joe and becomes champion. I think it's that simple, really. Really good opening match, as you'd expect from these two. Post-match stuff does feel like a double term, or so, double turn, sorry. I think it's being well done, for sure. Uh, yeah, so I, I thought this was good. For a while, it was starting out slow, and I, I think you're right. Like, it's going the full length. You could tell by the pace at the beginning. Yeah. Good match. For sure. Good opener. Oh, uh, yeah. Great way to start the show. These guys just don't miss, I think. Um, it might be the weeks of the three, but that's not really a an insult given one of the matches is Texas Death from Full Gear. Yeah. My main complaint would probably be that uncooperative table spot. It kind of held things momentarily, but I think it ended up being worth the result because I thought the successful spot was good. There's some great near falls like Hangman King of the Swerve Stomp and the uh, Swerve's Buckshot and then the Rope Break on Hangman's Buckshot. Um, and like I said, how Hangman doesn't destroy his ankles is beyond me. How Adam Cole absolutely exploded his just jumping off an entrance ramp and Hangman doesn't break both of his on a weekly basis. He'll regret it in like his 50s. He or might, but like the fact be- that he's fine is crazy to me. And the, he's always so graceful in his, his flip. It's, yeah. it's beautiful. Um, and I would like to say I called this result the second this match was announced. I think last week they... And the second they, I saw this match was announced, I saw did like... Did you text me from work about that or something? Or was that a conversation? I, I you did remember. call it. I just I've can't remember. I've been calling it all week. I don't remember. But I remember I saw some post about it. And he was like, oh, I guess we're not getting the triple time. I'm like, no, this all but this all but confirms the triple time for me. So I call I called it some doubt of it, but I knew this is what where we needed to go. And it just makes sense. It's gonna be awesome. I'm super excited for this match because it's three guys that I think have been doing great work recently. Um, and I love them all, so I think it'll be awesome. I'm surprised Justin Roberts didn't call out the time expiring because they usually do that, but commentary they did. They made a reference to the time. Commentary at one did, point, yeah. But Justin Roberts usually does, bit. though. Yeah. So that's a bit of an inconsistency, I guess. Uh, the post match seems like a bit of a double turn for me as Hangman definitely felt more heel here and Swerve's been getting cheered recently. Can't even stop it. Yeah, I guess he can't, which sucks because I love heel Swerve, super villain, but. Um, as a big time Hangman fan and someone who didn't really want him to turn heel, I, I'll say I enjoyed his work in the post match here. He did convince me that a heel Hangman is worth seeing. Just the way he was like laughing at Swerve's request and the look, you see like this insane look in his eyes when he was like saying, you'll never be world champion. It's over for you. You didn't beat me. Mm-hmm. Like he just looks unhinged. obsessed here and unhinged. Yeah. 
And I love just like it gives me this vibe and I love it that he's consumed by his hatred for this guy that being Swerve based on what's happened in their previous encounters and matches, right? That he's putting his desire to screw Swerve, which I think will play into what you're saying yep. in the finish of the triple threat. But he's putting his desire to prevent Swerve's desires over Hangman's own. Like he'll he'll stop Swerve winning the title over winning the title right. himself, which I think well, is, is cool obviously story. what you're saying too. And so I think for at least a little while it's got potential because I think like I was saying is his Hangman's character's always been one about mental health, like leaving the elite and mm -hmm. working his way back up to the like world champion status. So I think him going insane and kind of driving himself to the dark side is something worth exploring. Yeah, I do too. Um, like and like I said, I don't want him to steal because I think he's a great babyface. Like this vulnerable cowboy babyface that he's done is great. But yeah, I think this uh, post match work just and. Maybe the mustache helps the look just with the heel thing, you know right. what I mean? Oh, yeah. Um, so he definitely convinced me here, and I think um, he's a far better performer than some people give him credit for, because I don't think some people really give Hank the credit he deserves. Awesome I was going to say, I think he's a great performer, and you and I almost always like people better as a heel. Mm -hmm. So there's always a chance that as great a baby face as we think he is, he could be even better as it's a heel. It's possible, yeah. Because he's a good performer. I think he deserves props for this too. Um, Swerve can be face, I guess, too, which I also don't want. But as long as he, like and you were saying to me, he just has to say the same and coincidentally be cheered. People still he cheer just you. happens to be cheered, yep. you know? He said, but yeah, so a great way to start the show for sure. Um, and we roll right into Samojo's reaction to everything. He's getting interviewed. He said that this was a draw and neither of these men deserve to be in this match. He said, despite your best efforts come revolution, he will walk out as AW World Champion whether you like it or not. And he, it's a shame both of them have to suffer because of it. A celebration of mediocrity, I thought, was he's just so... I, he's I'm an, glad you're he's loving him as much as you are. a perfect world champion. Everything he's done since he became champion has been fantastic. He's like the... Yeah, he... I, I've said it probably for a couple Anyone weeks. who says he's otherwise is a fool. He is perfect. World champion. Just the way he carries himself and speaks and like it all. He's just so believable in every aspect. And the way he's like setting standards and... And yeah, he's smart enough to know that like it's not good for him that it's a triple threat and he's pissed and he's just kind of like... But not in like a cowardly manner a either. No. Not, not, not no. in like a way that's like cowardly and like he wants out of it, but like that it's stupid you should have like a definitive challenge and you're both gonna suffer because i'm not happy about this yeah i i love that he's awesome i absolutely love it his stance here is logical and perfect i like that the draw makes neither of them worthy because i was thinking that it's like a war and like they will be proven worthy but i like that it's the complete opposite mm -hmm. and he's forced now that he's forcing this they'll both pay he's eloquent and menacing he absolutely deserves this run eloquent and, and menacing is correct i was saying to you i almost don't want swerve to win the title because he's so good which is saying something because i absolutely think swerve deserves to be the champion, but Joe's doing so good. I just want this to go. Part of my motivation for my my fantasy booking of prolongs like, things a it little. It gets yeah. Joe a little longer. Yeah, and gets Swerver at Absolutely. a bigger show too. I think right. Double or nothing. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Right. Um, but yeah, no. Joe is just is he's perfect. He's like a highlight of the week mm -hmm. every week. And even he brought Hook to probably my favorite match of Hooks. Yep. And just rolling out in a suit, holding that belt over your shoulder, yeah. and like so well-spoken and quick off the and just yeah but like menacing and yep. believable and like a killer in the ring to think it's a run i never thought would happen mm -hmm. either like it just kind of it was a surprise right so ww missed the boat on that guy I was, i'm saying like they could have done this exact same thing or anything close to it 
and it would not be that hard, and yep. they just never did. It nope. was it was really this and easy. And they knew we could talk. They put them on commentary. And there was that one segment um, in the lead-up to, I think it was Elimination Chamber 2019, where I think you've probably seen the clip where he had that AA line to Jeff Hardy. Mm-hmm. Like, that promo is yes. infamous for him. Like, stuff like that. Like, they knew what they had in him, I think. Yes. Or, like, well, obviously they didn't, but, like, they knew he had potential. They just never wanted to give him a chance. He's one of those undeniable guys Exactly, which is crazy to me. because Other they, than his physique, right? That's what WWE I think that's part of it, but also... Stupid. He's a TNA guy. Yes. But so was AJ Styles, and they used him a lot. So I really think if they had given Samoa Joe the AJ Styles treatment mm-hmm. in WWE, he could have been so much more. Because he is absolutely perfect here, and I don't use that a lot. So, um, huge props to him. He's awesome. And um, again, that three-way looks fantastic. Yep. Uh, next, we get Tony Storm. Yep. Cool. Versus? Versus Red Velvet. There you and go. It's an eliminator. Peraz is on commentary. So, Peraz is on commentary, but says nothing. Like, she didn't really say much of no. no. no like, arguably better almost than, nothing. Arguably better than Storm, though. Yeah. I'd rather her contribute Leave nothing. Leave them wanting more, than, I guess, right? I guess so, yeah. And uh, I think we got to talking how many people won eliminators. I could only think of one. Yeah. Which was Bullet Club Gold last year, which I led to that awesome I think tag that's match. That's the list. And I honestly can't think of another one. Me either. The, the best I can think of is the Cole MJF draw. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember there was that one with Side Al and Omega that I really liked for some reason. <laughs> yeah. Even though Side Al didn't win, I don't. That was the first eliminator I remember. Was that in the run where I was like, Kenny needs to stop having competitive matches with that everybody? That was it, I think. Like Alan Angels. That was before he was champion, but that was like, well, because remember. So Omega had that competitive match with Alan Angels in the era where they were in Good like, match, but I was like, really? <laughs> <laughs> it was back when they were in like the Georgia warehouse or whatever. Yeah. And I remember when Omega was champion and he was feuding with Hangman and um, Angels was five in the Dark Order. Yep. So then they had a rematch and like it was like, ah, that's weird. Anyways, uh, Storm had a decent sky high for two. Remember? Yeah, like I the, liked it. I always remember that as the Clash of the Titus. <laughs> no, it's D'Lo Brown. How dare you? <laughs> it's the D-Lo Clash of the Titus. Awesome. I'm the Titus O'Neil, baby. Clash of the Titus. No. Uh, wheelbarrow Bulldog from Velvet. Storm trips Velvet into the turnbuckles and hits a hip attack in the corner, followed by DT for two. I thought that was going to be the finish. I was like, really? So you're just going to win with the DT? <laughs> no. Like, just go retro with that. <laughs> uh, Velvet counters a Storm Zero in a roll for two. And Storm, for some reason, won with the ankle lock. Like, she hadn't been targeting the ankle. She just decided no. to do that. And Velvet does have a leg injury, but she has a knee brace. And. Okay, if you want to pretend like a sharpshooter targets your knees, fine. But you cannot tell me that an ankle lock targets their knee. Which they didn't say that, but like... It's because she's going to untie Perrazzo's boots to expose the tattoo, and then she can be tapping out or passing out or whatever while the tattoo's visible for them. You were saying that like she should take their shoes, which I thought would be funny if they did that. Start ripping shoes off and throwing them out. It would be funny if they did that, but they, they didn't do that. Because who did that with the, was that an Eddie move where he yeah, loosened his Yeah, it was an Eddie, boots? it was Mania 20, he loosened his boot, and then uh, he, <laughs> he did like a small package on Angle. Yeah, so I, I didn't have much to say, I thought the match was standard and led to like a basic face-to-face afterwards, and I just... Yeah, I, I didn't really note that much. I still want a little bit more for Perazzo. like they're, obviously they're presenting her as a big deal, she's walking right into a, the main title, but I don't know, I just... I like her a lot, and I just feel like there's something yeah. missing. Right but now. I feel like, and I'm a little worried, uh, and I feel like you would agree, is with the recent tease they've made, she might be backburnered a little bit pretty soon. Sounds like it. Everybody will be. Mm-hmm. But yeah. that might be okay, too. It could bring about a renaissance, for sure. Yeah, overall, an, a, an improvement, hopefully. Did I, okay, I did write his announcement down. I couldn't remember. Um, but yeah, so this was fine. It wasn't horrible. Nothing notable either. It was a really short and unremarkable women's match. It was pretty run-of-the-mill. Mm-hmm. 
Ankalok was a weird choice for finish, but whatever, I guess. Um, best friends interview, Kashi versus Ishii for the international title on collision, six man tag against Undisputed Kingdom on Rampage. And one of my favorite things I've noted, just because it's funny, as I told you, is Kashi said Ishii is yeah, but it'll be fine. That's exactly <laughs> what he said, because he was talking about like uh, Renee was asking me about uh wrestling two matches in two days and being like is the six man going to affect your match on collision? He's like, he's like, Ishii is yeah, but it'll be fine. Which I, just, I don't know. It's just, it's just funny to me. Uh, Renee asked about Chuck with Robbie or Rocky subbing. Sorry, it's because here it's Cassie Beretta mm-hmm. and Rocky Romero. Uh, OC says, why is it OC? Cassidy says Chuck is here getting checked out, so they're going to go check on him getting checked out, which was yeah, kind of amazing. And then they had like said. the hands in humor. Thing. Um, it was fine. Sets up a couple match on shows I won't watch. I feel like we're echoing sentiments Correct. here. Uh, which brings me to my main gripe, which is why on earth is Cassie defending the title on collision instead of wrestling weekly on the show I watch? I want Agreed. weekly Cassie matches. Like, that's what made me love his run so much is he was having these matches every week, racking up injuries. It was awesome. That's these that's seg- what made me fall in love with that run. So these segments every week, I find it hard to have anything to say because it's like I instantly pick They're up. They're teasing me. I pick up on the tone, and I know it's a rampage, a collision thing, and my mind just goes, "Stop listening," because it doesn't. It's not part of my personal canon. No, right? Collision. So, that's like it's partially my fault because let's be honest, it, it is a major show, but like the slot doesn't work. And but when you're advertising things for the ramp for rampage, you really can't expect me to. So I just kind of tune out, so I don't have much to say. On I these want Orange Cassidy weekly. on my television. Okay, I want him to wrestle. Like, have him face one of the CMLL dudes, which will come up next. Like, defending the bell against one of them, sure. But have him on my show. I want to watch it. Like, the, the, at this kind of how they started his run last time. But then they had him wrestling on Diamond every week. And that run was one of my favorite things of the year. Genuinely, like, a surprising highlight. It was awesome. They need to do that again. I don't care if you do the exact same formula and do the exact same. I'm begging for you to do it all over again. Just just do it on Dynamite, not on Collision. Nope, too bad. They got to spread it around. No, you don't. You can just have them on Dynamite. No no one cares. It's No one's watching Orange Cassie on Saturdays. Um, next, we get Blackpool Comic Club versus Team CMLO, which is Mascara Dorada, Hechicero, and Volador. And we are Junior. told it is an unexpected grudge match. I guess two weeks ago That's was how unexpected. it was described to us. There is a grudge that is... Seven days old. And I'm hyped to see Hechicero because I've heard great I heard things. things about him. He was probably the most impressive to me. I agree. He's cool. Um, Him and I thought Dorado was kind of cool. This too. company needs absolutely no more people, but I'm also torn because I love watching new people. So it's like, I'm bloated so my roster stance on got it is more not, not to spoil it, but like, I'm okay if this is like a, maybe a month long thing at most. Like, yeah. you have them like, there's a lot of them for now. a little bit, and then you could have like, a blow-off match of Revolution. And then I'm also saying, because I think the reason they're working heavy with CMLL here is because, remember how um, some guys, can, like Lucha Bros, couldn't work for Bindor because yes. they work with AAA? I feel like now with New Japan's kind of had some turnovers, right? Like they're losing Osprey and Okada and they lost Jay White last year. So the, all these guys that are in, in aid, like Osprey and White are here, obviously. Okada's going to be somewhere, right? Obviously. Yep. I'm thinking you could use the CMLL guys to boost... The new Japan side of Forbidden Door, because technically it would still be a Forbidden Door, right? And yes. CMLL are New Japan affiliates. So you could have it be kind of AEW versus New Japan slash CMLL just to kind of bolster the ranks. You, could. you know what I mean? Yep. And if you use some of the guys here, I think that I'm okay with that. Yeah, I enjoyed everybody in this. For sure. 
Um, honestly, Volador is probably the only one I didn't really care about. I would have loved to critique the beginning, some footage summarizing this, like, why we got to this point. It was you know just I mean? them beating up Moxie last week, and they I had, know. like, this issues. Was that? But one? I don't think they referred to it. No, not really. They just said an unexpected grudge match, and I, again, it's our fault for not mm -hmm. watching all the product, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Volador Jr. hit a suicide dive to Mox and he got beat down by Danson and Claudio. He got swung. He did. Got swanged. Swanged. Done um, got swanged. Mascara Dorada, hot tag. Uh, he was a little ambitious with some flips. A couple of them, like, he didn't quite get. He recovered that Hurricane Ron decently, and then there's the flipping arm track he didn't mm -hmm. quite get. But some of his stuff was too. sick, too. Yeah. So I, I, I respect the effort. Me, too. Um, Hammerlock swing into a backbreaker from Hechicero followed by a 450 splash from Dorada for two. That was really sweet. Mox and Claudio broke the pin. Hechicero's got some crazy stuff. Like he's and he's he, big, strong dude. They build him as like he's kind of like a technical wrestling luchador, mm -hmm. which I think is awesome because most luchadors are like Masquerade Dorada, which mm -hmm. not saying that's bad. I'm just saying that tends to be most of the thing. Or like Vikingo. Yeah. Right. So I like that um, Hechicero's style stands out. Me too. Least, I can't right? do like a whole so show of lucha. Exactly. So then I know we said that before. So I like that Hechicero stands yeah. out. Um, Sunset Bomb, like a code red to Claudio from Dorada for two. Mox breaks the pin. Hechicero hits a really cool looking step up knee in the corner to Mox. Looked really sweet. Kind of reminds me of Sheldon Benjamin. Mm hmm. Uh, love Sheltie. He's awesome. Um, scissors guillotine from Hechicero. Gets a two count on Claudio. That looked it's cool. Like, it's like when you do the tilt world head scissors, but you just stop halfway through and take them down. I said it was almost like a Poison Rana, but from the side. It was cool looking. Yeah, it he did cool. that to Danson on Collision 2 because they had a singles match, which seeing Hechicero here, maybe we could go back and watch that. Cause I'm like, interested for sure. Yeah. Um, the ref is in a really hit. Claudio hits Hechicero with a low blow and rolls him up for the win. Post-match, a couple other luchadors, I forget the names, it doesn't matter, and Mystico, uh, a.k.a. Botchkara. <laughs> I knew that was going <laughs> uh, Surround the ring, but the same AEW guys from last week chase them off, which is Christopher Daniels, Matt Seidel, and 2.0, because I don't know. So you go from wrestling Blackpool to getting involved with these jo jobbers is harsh, but you know what I mean, if low carters. If this goes longer, you're going to need to switch out the Team AEW. Yeah. The crowd was really into this. I thought this was pretty wild. There were, like you said, right, some things that weren't perfect. But when you're being that ambitious, mistake, mistakes are going to happen. It's pretty yep. hard to... Vikingo's done that before. Try everything Vikingo. they're trying and do it perfectly, right? Uh, yep. The Luchador's really fun to watch. Hechicero, I agree, was the one that really stood out to yeah, me. Yeah, and his physique's like, he looks kind of old. And he's like, not... He's like jacked, but not super cut. In the midsection, yes. you know what I mean? But, like, he's just interesting to me. And I heard his entrance on Collision was really cool, which like we Blue didn't get Demone to see Jr. here. Jr. from Lucha Underground. You watched some yeah, of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Reminds just me a him thick, for sure. strong dude. Thicker, yeah. Thick and buff, kind of, yeah. So, I think it's cool for them, because facing Blackpool is a pretty high profile, right? And Blackpool needed to cheat to beat them. So, that establishes them a little bit. But then it's, like, jarring to go, like, you just hung with Blackpool, and they had to cheat to beat you. And now you're going to be tangled up with these jobbers yeah it's a I, bit that's of a what I'm saying. disconnect they need to they need to kind of sub in certain placements the for sure cool match that i didn't know i wanted yeah uh pretty solid tv match i thought it was pretty entertaining the main goal seemed to be to showcase the female guys which i think they did a good job at doing so head to serum like i said most was probably the uh most interesting we saw here as a technical style lucha or something we rarely ever see. So I like that it stands out in that regard mm -hmm. i thought dorada also impressed me with some of his crazy acrobat acrobatic antics um a couple of times he like slipped up a little bit like i said i hope they all look good 
that's um perfectly fine. Volador Jr. wasn't bad, but he didn't really wow me. He was just kind of there for mm-hmm. me. I like. I'm waiting to see Mystico because I never got to see any of the infamous botch car runs, so I really want to see what he's all about. I don't think he'll be as botchy as he was there, but I just I no, just want to see him. Like he's idolized in Mexico, right? Like I don't like the whole. I don't know what happened in WWE. I guess that's why I'm just curious to see him. And, I just want to see how he does. Yeah. Whether it's good or bad, I just, I just, it's funny that he's here. It mm-hmm. just, uh, his presence amuses me. A um, couple of the guys within this week, I forget their names. It was their wrestling, I think Mox and Claudio on Collision. I saw that, yeah. Um, if we get matches like this or even hopefully better, I don't mind a temporary invasion because this was really fun. It was. And like I'm saying, you could maybe even get them involved for Bindor because we could have some really cool matches here. Mm-hmm. I would even love, like, if you wanted to do a three way with Saber, Hechicero, and Danielson, just like I'd love step that. it up a little. Um, but like I said, we need a better team AW. You can't have Daniels 2.0 and Seidel helping Blackpool. That's that's ridiculous. That's crazy. You're establishing them at that level, right? You don't. Yeah, that's that's they're beneath everybody. Um, then we get a quick break with Undisputed Kingdom attacking Chuck Taylor backstage. And you were talking about this group being not legitimate. Um, Cole needs to go back to crutches because him rolling in a wheelchair does no favors for their legitimacy. Seriously, how big of a dud is this group so far? I'm trying to like that. I know you are. I'm trying really hard. It's hard. It's I. They're not making me as a man. I'm trying to be nice because I love Adam. I love Adam Cole. You know I. Love I know. Him. I like him too. But based on how big the MJF Cole stuff was, like this has to be considered a pretty big failure to this point. I agree. Like they are already backburnered, involved think, with best friends. Come yeah. On. I think part of it, like. A lot of this scenario is not their fault because you had the Cole injury, now you have MJF out. So a lot of it's not their fault, but what they have done has been lackluster for sure. Yes. Um, it's, rough. it's just, it's not great. No. So then we get Tony Khan's big announcement. So we're going to get Dynamite Big Business uh, from the TD Garden in Boston on the Dynamite After Revolution, which is March 13th. I'm not a fan of the title. It makes me chuckle. It's like, um, remember there was the one week or so where I couldn't stop saying Big Bill without chuckling? Yes. It took us a while to get used to <laughs> it's Big honest, Bill. It took me a long time to start, to start saying Big Bill without chuckling. Um, but regardless, this I will, because the last big announcement was the all-in ticket sales, so I'll give them, this was a good big announcement because it's clearly telegraphing the debut of Marseille's Monet. On the big business graphic, it said Boston with $2 mm-hmm. sign S's, so it's clearly her. It's a big get for them. They just have to do her justice. It, and they're kind of doing what they did with Punk, right? Where we're not telling you, but we're telling I, you. I like that. I think I like you that. Ha- that works. With stars of certain status, I think you're kind of silly not to. Because, right? because you, you have to confirm it to build hype, but you correct. can't confirm it because you want to like, I think this is the way to go for sure. I agree. Uh, Some way to telegraph it without confirming it. Right. That's, so like we're 99% sure, but I'm like, and it makes me want to watch it. Right. So, and then that's the way to go for sure. I think on its face, it's a dud of an announcement, right? But then once you see that and you yeah, that's what I think. Like dots, it's small, it's insignificant it's on the deal. surface, but I think once you really figure it out, I think that this is worthwhile. It's a big deal, man. I'm like I, I'm a big fan of Sasha Banks. I always liked her for sure. So I'm hoping that she's the undeniable one that forces this company to do right by the women's division. I'm also finally. hoping that she can still like hold up outside of the WWE style because there's been people like. We, I used to like Ruby Soho was pretty solid mm-hmm. and maybe that wasn't I don't know whether that was WWE or AEW that did her in but and like I'm hoping it's kind of like Storm because I used to hate Storm but Storm's okay pre-timeless pre-timeless um, but like yes I hope that she still holds up because I've always really liked like her like that she's just so good and the crowd's so into her that I they hope have she's, to yeah, like a ramp up that division for the division yeah yeah 
it unfortunately doesn't give me big confidence in Perazzo's title hopes no. currently, but if Monet can elevate the division, I but think it's a, it's worth it. Quietly collecting some pretty good in ring talent. Yeah, and right? wait till Jamie so Hader comes back. Yeah, she's waiting in the wings right. for sure. And then get Statlander's Baker. On, good. Get Baker back. Where's Britt Baker been? I don't know. And get Statlander a character first, okay? Yeah, but like all good in the ring. So yeah. and Willow, Willow's you could have good. A really good division. The potential's right. there for sure, for sure. Yeah. Um, then we get uh, Kanosuke Takeshita versus Chris Jericho. Sorry, I did not mean to groan before saying Kanosuke Takeshita. I love Takeshita dearly. Sorry, did you say Jericho or a giant bag of sand? Uh, I, sorry, I meant Thunder Rosa because he was sandbagging. I'm it's just kidding. Either, he wasn't sandbagging. But it's like, either age or... We'll, we'll get there. Yeah, we'll, we'll get Go there. ahead. Um, Takeshita looks sick coming out with like the, the callus, like the bra, and then he's got like the Oni mask or whatever. Yeah. The Oni mask is a really nice touch. I think he added that since like the last pay-per-view or whatever, but Takeshita's awesome. I just like to say I love Takeshita and anything negative I say is no reflection on my opinion opinions on Takeshita. Takeshita's cool. I absolutely love Takeshita. I love him dearly. Um, he hits a beauty of a diving senton uh, from the second rope. It was like he came down with nice Lance impact. Heavy. It, he landed heavy. Just perfect grace on there. Um, jumping clothesline for Takeshita. I love the way he does it. Just It's it's beautiful. Um, Jericho puts on Takeshita's mask and then, quote unquote, dives to the outside of the crossbody. I wrote in brackets, fell. Falls. Yeah. Um, Fireman's carry face buzzer in a basement rocket from Takeshita. Then he falls with a topic on Healy to the outside that Jericho didn't want to catch. No. Uh, which he, he didn't. It didn't seem like it. It always reminded me of whenever Drew McIntyre does that, he never gets caught for some reason, which I I mean, I guess I wouldn't want to catch Drew Big either. boy. But it reminded me of that. Takeshita does a sitting tombstone wheelbarrow drone combo, but Jericho like botched the first part. Like he didn't want to take the tombstone or something, so he like messed it up. So then Takeshita kind of stumbled forward with the mm-hmm. tombstone bit, so it wasn't really the tombstone, mm-hmm. and then he pulled him in the German, which luckily that part was good. Uh, hopefully that makes sense. Uh, Jericho catches Takeshita jumping close down with the code breaker for two. So that that was that cool, good. at least. They, the, that was the, a good Takeshita, counter. The Takeshita line, as they call it. Yep. Also, apparently, that that big running knee without the knee pad is called the Wagamama, which I think is hilarious. <laughs> I'm sure it means something, but I just I think it's really funny. Um, Takeshita grabs Jericho as he was about to leave off for the line, so and spins him into a big blue thunderbomb for two. That looked awesome. Avalanche blue thunderbomb. Uh, I wrote from Jericho. It's from Takeshita, of course. From Takeshita for two. I don't know what Jericho's doing, but Takeshita wasn't able to get the full spin on the Avalanche one, which I didn't love. No. Um, finish comes and Jericho locks Takeshita in the walls, but Callus throws a chair in the ring to distract the ref. Hits Jericho with a screwdriver. Takeshita turns him over and makes Jericho tap to the walls himself. Thank goodness. But uh, you want to go or should I? Um, I don't. So one of my things, remember early on, Jericho smacking the mat, strangely. <laughs> yeah, he's like punching, Jericho just keeps like smacking. Bad. <laughs> it was really funny. So my next note just says, sandbagging Jericho, question mark, weak base Jericho, question mark. And Jericho did not look good here. This match really annoyed me. Plus this callous Jericho issue is ice cold. It feels a bit like Jericho wasn't really interested in losing and obviously speculating, obviously... Not well, interested in making Takeshita look good and didn't really love that he was losing to him. I here. think supporting your point was that he was he looked totally fine for Jericho when he was beating Fletcher last week right. for no reason. And so Jericho didn't sell some things. He didn't help Takeshita with some lifts, it looked like to me, didn't that it was Takeshita doing everything. He just looked slow in general. Takeshita wins, but he needed help, and that sucks. Um, yeah. Takeshita, I don't think, did anything wrong, but... No, Takeshi did as good as he could, I thought. I forgot my last note says, 
Takeshita tried hard, but he was basically working with a bag of concrete here. <laughs> <laughs> so that's harsh, but it... It fits. Like, I don't know. I'm reading into it. It's either age or here. maliciousness. In either way, I don't need to see it. Or It's always going to be age. Just from, It matters about how much malicious intent, I guess. Right. Um, it, this was fine at best, but it honestly I don't just disappointed it me and annoyed me. It, yeah, I guess, like... Because I enjoy watching Takeshita on offense. I think Takeshita but... elevates it to nah. <laughs> to mid. <laughs> um, I'm glad Takeshita got another singles match on Diamond, but man, this is one of Jericho's worst efforts in AEW, period. I think he really phoned it in. I brought Takeshita down, and I hate that because he's, I'm going to keep saying until it happens, he's a future big player for them. He needs to be built on big wins, which this could have been, but it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Takeshita, with, especially with Callus, he's a future top guy. Like He could be a champion, I think, because Takeshita is amazing he is uh jericho messed up quite a few spots for takesha which pissed me off like i was vocally displeased during this uh he didn't take the tombstone properly flopped it which made it look lame didn't catch the toby from takesha shoddy dived to the outside of his own barely bothered to, to sell the knee strikes from him which takesha's knee strikes are lethal and jericho just kind of like back up into the corner and barely sell it. like it looked weak as a result takesha who has one of our favorite arsenals out there uh, didn't look his best, which you shouldn't be bringing him down. Like I, it's stupid. No. And like I said last week, Jericho looked fine dealing with Fletcher when he was winning. So maybe Jericho just doesn't want to put him over, which is stupid because that's what Jericho should be doing at this stage in his career. All if he should be doing. If he insists on being TV on TV all the time, which he clearly does for no reason, and I didn't even mention it, but you made the point that yeah, I don't care about this feud either. No. So, What's the point here? The story behind it, the action, none of it was. You couldn't even let Takeshita win clean either. This was bad. Jericho needs a break. Like, he can't cut anymore, and this is proof. This just disappointed me and did Takeshita no favors. And you know how Jericho sort of fluctuates in terms of how in shape he is? He's not in shape. I mean, for his age, whatever, but not for a professional wrestler. No. And I don't think he's looking great. And, like, we keep saying this, and I've seen other places say this now, too, is... He's known for knowing to go away and reinvent himself. But you gotta and go away. He can't do it here. No. I don't understand why. Like, it makes the most sense for him to go away. He's old. He needs a break. He's got this NDA thing. Like, why wouldn't you. you go away? No, I don't even let me miss. Just go away. Yeah. I just want to, like, especially if you're going to bring down Takeshita. Yep. Takeshita needs to be elevated, damn it. And he needs to be on the up and up. And this is just. This is just a drag. It, it honestly annoyed me more than anything just because I hold Takeshita in such high regard and he's he's precious and you should not be doing this he is to be cherished he is to be cherished and this is this was ridiculous so jericho just really disappointed me here i don't know what the deal was but it annoyed me for sure uh then we come to our main event which is sting and darby allen versus ricky starks and big bill no chuckle uh for the AEW world tag team titles and uh my first thing i wrote was from jericho's mediocrity to stings yippee Back to back. We gotta love it. Yep. In 2024. <laughs> in 2020. <sighs> Gross. Yeah. Uh, and I, once again, we're under Tornado Tag Rules because in case you didn't know, Sting can't freaking wrestle. Begs the question of what we're doing here. I don't know what we're doing. What are we doing, ladies and gentlemen? What are we doing? Um, Contrived Sting dives on the crowd where he just falls off a balcony. Yeah. I don't... That's Sting up there, and then he just kind of eases his way This one looked off. bad, because it was like Darby was finding them both, and he kind of weakened them, and you just Sting... Sting's literally just standing up there waiting. Yes. Like, this one looked more contrived than usual. It annoyed it me. A spot of the night, arguably. 
Um, Big Bill catches Darby out of Suicide Dive and swings him into a perfect black hole slam on the outside. It looked awesome. Yeah, it did. It was. It looked great. Awesome. Just caught Darby Killed out him. and perfectly swung him. Slammed him. It you can't keep doing awesome. stuff like Darby this, can't man. get. But like, at the same time, I expect nothing less. It's it was awesome. It was awesome looking. It's easily the best thing Bill's ever done. Then Bill had him like the the Punjabi plunge grip, you know, like the two hand yeah. choke slam kind of vice grip. Then he like kind of dropped into the mat, bounced his head off the mat a couple times, which looked pretty vicious. I'll give him yeah, that. Yeah, because the choke bomb didn't really happen. He kind of eased. No, him but to then the he ground. picked him back up and just overhead threw him across the ring, which that was also nice. looked awesome. Yeah. So Big Bill had a couple of cool things I really enjoyed. Um, Starks hit Sting with the Scorpion Death Drop for two, with Darby breaking the pin. Alternating coffin Stinger splashes in the corner to Bill. Darby hits a code red to Bill. Uh, Darby, so like he had him in a sleeper on the outside. And Dar- Bill's like walking up the stairs to the apron with him, and right in front of a table. Ooh. Uh, then Darby gouges his eyes and he kind of like falls on him, but like with his feet on him. So he, he kind of stomped him through the table. If you know yeah, what he I mean. did a little bit. Um, so it looked kind of cool. Um, Stark sends Sting into an exposed turnbuckle. Um, then he like hesitates about going for the spear, which I thought was stupid. Then Sting like no sells. It was like Shawn Michaels and freaking Ric Flair. You know, for, for no a moment reason. with Starks. For no reason either. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Especially he a heel. Sting for near fall. It's arguable as to whether Sting kicked out or not either. Remember? I the ref just sort of stopped counting. And then, like, Sting, and then re- it was Sting the epitome kind of, of kicking out at three. Like, if the ref had done three, Sting would have done the Hulk Hogan and kick out after, you know? That's one of my pet peeves when you hear wrestling people talk about, well, and the refs are instructed to just count. No, they're not, dude. No, they're they not. Stu- They pull their last hand all the time. Stop saying that. Yeah, they, sometimes they'll accidentally count at three, but, like, they're yeah. not instructed to count no matter like, what. If they don't kick out, then you just count it, and we have a random title. Ch- no, you don't, Big dude. Crack. The no. refs do not Random do title changes come from, like, the Mox incident or something. Yeah. Um, Sting counters a spear attempt in the Scorpion Death Drop for the win. Gross. Post-match, he celebrates with his sons and confetti. Bucks come in with white suits and white bats, beat down Darby, Sting is Sting's sons. Darby's bleeding, dad's yawning currently. Uh, Darby's blood gets all of the Bucks' white suits, which looked pretty sick. Yeah, I figured they that had that coming yeah, with the white suits. Yeah, and then the, suits. they hit him with an EVP trigger, which that made me chuckle. That <laughs> yeah. was pretty funny. I do prefer them in their characters, in not doing segments and being in the I ring. I thought this was the highlight of the run, for sure. Uh, I don't really think this match was good. A couple no. cool spots. But I'm not a fan of this, and I expected no different. It felt short and underwhelming and, like, really a disservice to Starks and Bill. And right? I, I was starting to come around on them. And and I just say free Darby Allen, right? He needs to get... He's wearing an anchor right now. He's carrying an anchor around. He's got that ball and chain on he's him. He's going to get rid of shortly. So, uh, yeah, I didn't really love the main event. I don't no. know about you. I don't think you did either. This was the embodiment of why I've never liked Sting in AEW and why this title win was a stupid idea. I've been very vocal the entire time Sting's been here that I don't like his existence here and I think it's a waste of time. Yeah. And I think things like this prove why. And not even to mention that it's screwing Darby. Like Darby, he's sure he gets the title here. Sure he had that brief TNT title run um, against Joe. But like, imagine what he could do without mm-hmm. Sting. Like that Four Pillars feud he did without Sting. Like, Imagine what he could have been doing all this time without exactly. Sting. Like you can argue he hasn't done horrible, but there's, it's almost like the anchor that Jericho is to Sammy. Mm-hmm. It's very much similar, the same, right? Yep. Um, I know we're at the end of Sting's road, but nonetheless, the tag division having to be basically put on hold for like a month because the titles are held by Darby and a man well into his senior years is stupid. Yeah. Um, probably triple Darby's age or something. 
um, to get some pauses in the mix. So I thought parts of this had Big Bill coming in this looking great. I think this is one of my favorite showings for Big Bill. Um, Darby is, we said this before, such great value to AEW just simply for the fact he can make guys' offense look so good. Yep. Pretty much regardless of who. I mean, obviously, you got to have some good moves, but pretty much anyone will look it against Darby. That black hole slam catch was awesome. It's got great replay value. I've already watched it so many times. It just, it's so satisfying to watch. I don't it's know what it is. Fantastic. Um, and the where you chuck Darby across the ring is sweet, too. Sarks did get a pretty solid spear on Sting, too. He did. But we're back in the negative with that non kick out and also no selling an exposed turnbuckle. Sting took a bump on the floor, too, from Bill, right? I was a bit surprised. Oh, yeah, he did. Didn't he get, clothesline? like, clothesline? I think it was, yeah, like, a pretty yeah, meaty yeah. clothesline, actually. Yeah, yeah. Sting's so lame, man. Like, it must take so much nostalgia to blind you to the point where this is enjoyable. I know. Because, like, you're talking about the crowd, like, They're cheering because they're, it. like, I'm supposed to cheer, and it's Sting. Because, like, a retirement tour, I guess, right? Like, yeah. I don't care if it's Sting. His strikes are weak. He takes periods to lie down because, guess what? He's old and tired. Like, he did that here, too, the, my favorite portion was the handicap with the champs against Darby, which reminds me that the takeover five way where Cross is out. Like, that's my favorite part. Yeah. Um, where am I? Oh, yeah, he can barely move. And when he does, it's less than half the pace of the guy he's partnered with, Darby. Yeah. Uh, he no sells when he's the last guy who should be. Like, his no sells bother me every time. Um, the dive spot in the crowd's always lame. Looks especially contrived here. And while I think Bill looked good in some moments, him and Starks look so stupid. Like, the one part where they're both being on Sting and they can't take him out. Are you mm -hmm. kidding me? I know. Really? Like, it just doesn't make no sense to me. He's like 60-something. Um, I fully expect this win, though, so I'm more just disappointed. The post-match was solid, though. I thought the highlight of the Bucks run so far, this current run. Yeah. The white suits here were a great choice because I thought the blood look, it looked awesome. Blood, uh, Darby's blood smear across there. Um, the rename of the BT trigger to EVP trigger <laughs> makes me laugh. That's clever. That's the kind of humor I like. I like yeah. when they like refer to Sting as a model employee and yeah. like they they um Renee they're telling Renee to like ask a question or thank them for her paycheck. Like there's bits of this I enjoy. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So that that makes me chuckle for sure. They can salvage it for me. Yeah. I guess it's like I'm I don't know. I'm indifferent. I'm like I'm still kind of waiting. I'm I want to like it. Yeah. You know? Um, which I think is the case with most things. Yeah, I'm just curious. Again, my big thing was how to how do other people interact with them that's in fair. doing this bit. That's fair, for sure. And I think that's a kind of a similar thing with Storm, but that's kind of yes, been... it is. The difference is that's run its course already, I feel like. And maybe, oh, whatever by elegance. Ash. We'll oh, see if that's her issue, too. True. Um, but I'm not super looking forward to the Revolution Tag Match because I don't think either team should have the titles at this stage. Like... Regardless of how I feel about the Bucks, I don't hate it, but I don't really think they need the titles either. Their name is enough to make them always, like, yeah. I'm, incredible. I almost say you have Sting and Darby retained. They can re remain undefeated, because why have them lose at this point? Sting don't lose, man. So you can vacate the titles, and you have a good old-fashioned tournament, and really reboot this, the tag division to something great. Like, you, we love a good old tournament. I don't yeah, care man. if it's round robin or single elimination, but you get a good tag tournament in there. You could get guys, like... You could have Darby partner with someone like Orange Cassidy. Because remember, they were in the blind aluminum. Yeah. They were really fun together. Like, yeah. have Darby partner with someone. So, because if they vacate the tiles, Darby can have a claim to them, right? Yep. And then you have guys like Private Party and Top Flight. And then the Bucks can be in there. You have House of Black at representation. You could have Takeshi and Fletcher, Takeshi and Hobbs. Mm -hmm. Like, there's a lot of potential here. And so I'd really like, honestly, have Sting and Darby win just so we can have a reset. I think it. While I don't like that they're pausing the tag division, I think there is an opportunity to... That could be Sting's legacy. He elevates the tag division. Yeah, that's his, that's his only contribution. So they could fix things 
There's no reason they can't. They got the talent for it. They exactly. They just have to use That's what I'm it. Saying. Yeah. Get proud and powerful, please. Yeah. Uh, overall, this show is a mixed bag. Kind of uh, really like the opener, the Samoa Joe thing. We're on a good pace. And then it was like the women's match wasn't great. Uh, Blackpool CML, CMLL match was really fun. Jericho match, main event, not good. So there was enough on this to keep it from putting it in the C level, but it was close. I gave it a B minus. I thought it was like above maybe average-ish to slightly above average, but not great. Yeah, see, like, I I did think it was a solid show, but now looking back, I really I didn't know, like... especially the second half. I really didn't like the last two matches for many reasons. after the CMLL match, it's like... I think the show gets saved by a fantastic first chunk with the opener and some Joe segment, and then a surprisingly enjoyable multi-man tag. And a little bump for Sasha Banks news. A little bump. Yeah, that's fair, too. Right? Like, that's pretty cool. Um, But, yeah, so there's a mixed bag. I will give it a low end B-. minus. Yeah. It does get saved from the C range just Barely. because we had some good stuff here. And we've seen some but... C-level shows lately, and I like this a little better than those. Yeah. I that's, That was my thought process for sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so that wraps up our Dynamite review. We'll now move into a little bit of trivia for Jack in what we call Off the Top of His Head. All right, so this week with all of the talk of Roman Reigns and who his opponent is and blah, 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 I found a Bleacher Report article. It's not current, so it won't have his most recent title defenses, but it's basically ranking his at that point I don't think it'll take too long. So 27 of Roman Reigns' Universal Championship defenses. I could probably go pretty good in reverse chronological order. I'm sure you could. So they've ranked them. So they've got this like... This is all of them, like up until whatever point? So up until this was published in late March of 23. So Little anything, less than a year. Anything Cody after, we're not including. I think so. I don't know. You That's know so better. I think it would be... Anything Sami Zayn and before. So 27, this is the category, the tier they've called quick and easy. Roman Zayn. Elimin, Elimination Chamber 2021. Oh, oh Roman and Dan Bryan. Correct. Because they did the thing where, remember Bryan won the chamber and then he immediately got a shot. Right. Smackdown, December 3rd, 2021. Opponent at a time when he was still seen as a comedy wrestler. Set the course for Zane? him joining the bloodline. Yeah. Correct. I don't think that was in December, was it? It says 12. A lot could be March 12th. Depends how they do the date. You know what I mean? It's 12 3 21. I'm pretty sure it was mid. I thought it was 22. Uh, it might have been 21. Actually, I don't know. Uh, elimination Chamber 22. Goldberg. Correct. Ugh. These Saudi The next chamber. tier, disappointing or forgettable. Okay. Extreme Rules 2021. That was the one where Balor flopped like a fish. And he was the demon, right? Yep. Yeah, and he fell off the turnbuckles because they bought they uh like they rigged it. SmackDown, twenty twenty. Stroman, uh, sorry, Stroman. Wow, I was looking for a way to paraphrase what they said. Beat him with a guillotine. I don't need it. I don't remember why. I don't know why I remember that. So these are disappointing ones. Crown Jewel twenty twenty one. Lesnar. Correct. That was after. Uh, I mean, former UFC champion. They were trying to resign. Solid but unspectacular is our next tier. Okay. WrestleMania 38. Lesnar. Correct. The biggest WrestleMania match in history, you mean? SmackDown 2021. Owens? Reigns had rarely faced a legend in the past. 
They were relegated from Hell in a Cell to random. Oh, Smackdown. Mysterio, yeah. Good. They, yeah, it was weird. They had a Hell in a Cell match, but then they moved to the SmackDown before, and then Lashley faced Woods and Hell in a Cell and Raw. Though it's weird. It's nice when I don't use AI because I'm pretty confident these are accurate. Actually, it's nice. SmackDown, I think September third, twenty twenty one. Solid wrestling match, where the opponent got to show off what he had gained from time away. In WWE NXT. Oh, Balor? Correct. Yeah, okay. Because yeah, I remember they had a match on SmackDown, non-Demon, before he decided to flop like a fish. Strong rivals not reaching full potential is the next tier. Okay. Royal Rumble 2022. Oh, Rollins? Yeah. That match, I, that was probably my we favorite We liked one. that a lot. I, I would disagree with that one. I agree. I love that one. I agree to disagree with them, not mm-hmm. you. Royal Rumble 2023. The Owens one? Correct. That was the one. Remember when he like kept ramming his head in the stairs? Yes. That was that match. I, I don't remember a lot from that. I think it was, it's mostly memorable for the post-match, so I mean, that might be fair. Honestly, I don't know. SummerSlam 21. Cena. Correct. I almost said Lesnar, but that's when Lesnar returned. After getting re-signed after the whole... <laughs> Repeat battles with great rivals is the next tier. So why isn't Lesnar in there? SmackDown 2020. One of the better steel cage matches oh, that of the one's Owens. modern era. Good. Because they had the... I, got, I will get to that. Never mind. Hell in a Cell, 2020. Uso. Correct. That one's one of the better ones. Because remember that was the I Quit one? That That's, one was good. I was just going to say, what type of Hell in a Cell was it, Jackson? Uh, Royal Rumble 2021. Uh, Owens. That was the last one standing one? Yep. With the golf cart. Next tier. You that mean, was the one over oh, the... Remember the handcuff botch? Oh, right. That match. Heyman and versus yeah. handcuffs? Yep. Unique and memorable matches. Okay. Money in the Bank 2021. Edge. Correct. SmackDown, June 17th, 22. Riddle? Yes. Weird. That was after Orton I need my injured. sound effects, but I'd have played that. You are a huge nerd. That one <laughs> right there. Uh, SummerSlam 2022. Oh, wait. Oh, that was the, that was the tractor one with Lesnar, right? Correct. I guess that was unique. That was the tractor one. The beginning of the classics is the next tier. Okay. WrestleMania Backlash. I, I feel like we're missing some, missing some classics, but okay. WrestleMania Backlash 21. Cesaro. Correct. TLC 2020. Owens. Fastlane 21. Brian. What's wrong with you? And fine. Oh, no. Not finally. Sorry. Uh, these ones get a lot of attention. Crown Jewel 2022. Logan Paul. Correct. Almost forgot about that one. WrestleMania 37. Brian and Edge. That one was good. I remember yeah. liking that one. We're at the top four now. That was that one's not five. top four. I would put that one top four for sure. SmackDown. April 30th, 21. April 21. Oh, Brian. Correct. Was that the one where he had to leave? Okay, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Clash at the Castle, 2022. McIntyre. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Number two. Elimination Chamber, 23. Same as Zane. That's a fair one. Yep. And number one, Clash of Champions 2020. Really? That, that's the first Jey Uso one. I, don't, I wouldn't call that one the best. Wow. You absolutely smashed that one. I'd probably go Rollins or the Triple Threat. Yeah, the Rollins was way too low. Yeah, that one. That I really like that one. And the finish, is, the finish does not get Roman enough Reigns credit. matches either. No, that one does not get enough credit. And they also the story with Rollins wearing the shield gear. And, and that one doesn't get enough credit. Well, you certainly did well on trivia this week. Now we'll switch gears back to wrestling. We'll talk about what other other stuff we saw and liked or didn't this week. We call it High Spots and Rest Holds.
All right, sir. Do you have anything from Raw this week? Mm-mm. No. All right. So it's me. We're talking about NXT, and I thought this was a strong episode of NXT this week. I may have preferred it to a few recent Dynamites, if I'm being honest. That's We're getting to that level. And part of it is that mellow trick story, right? That sort of we're left with wanting to know Trick's motivations for what he did at Vengeance Day. Mellow. Or sorry. Uh, so he is the first thing. He comes out dressed in black, and he is mercilessly booed and taunted by this jacket. crowd. Um, I, th- yeah. I didn't. I thought it looked weird. I wish he just worn the jacket. It's definitely different. At, I just wish he had the one at Vengeance Day. Cause the one at Vengeance Day, people are saying is like uh, Michael's barbershop esque. So he is just letting the crowd get it in, and he looks like he's teases, sort of speaking, and then we just sort of hear him go, "Not yet," and he walks out. Right. You know, so, now that I think about it, it wouldn't really funny if they did a heel turn at a barbershop because they actually like to have a barbershop. That would have been funny. So really strong reaction from the crowd and this crowd. Yeah. I, I have complaints about them later. They really annoyed me in a couple segments, but here they were a, a good reaction. Uh, the wolf dogs are then standing ringside with the dusty cup. They get the ring announcer. I think she's really good. What's her oh, name? Oh, Alicia Taylor. She's good. Yes, I'm so good at this. So she announces them as the dusty I cup champions. I think she's champions. solid. She's not my favorite, but like she's pretty good. The two sort of riff off of each other. Corbin refers to Braun's issue with the ropes at Vengeance Day. Braun says that Corbin executed his first dive ever, but only because Braun threw him. Uh, basically, they're going after the family and the tag team titles. And it, like we've said, like these two seem to have good ke- chemistry. Yeah, surprisingly, it just kind of came in nowhere, but they, I think they just managed to find... It seems to like gold. they're like enjoying playing off each other in these little segments, I could right? see it being enjoyable. For like, it's it's kind of like, watch for let's sure. go out with an idea and try and make each other laugh. Sort Which of is thing, more right? fun, because it doesn't yeah. have to be uber scripted all the time. I agree. Comes across as entertaining. And listen, the family are like ice cold. So I think you put the titles on these guys. I say why not? I think that's pretty clear. I say why not? And you could even like, I mean, I know they already lost them, but you give Axiom and Fraser a run at some point because they're super fun. And that's what I'm going to talk about it more probably as this goes on. It feels like NXT is creating a bit of a tag division. And that's a really welcome side effect of the Dusty Classic, I think, right? Is that it's just kind of like, hey, you have a bunch of tag teams. Why not actually have a division? Mm-hmm. hot opening tag match i think i texted you while you were I at work to say this match was awesome axiom and fraser taking on blade and inafe i'd like to say one thing i just like this was on the one time i think i was watching it uh, i was on the channel before work i was annoyed that blade and inafe stole the coriolis from ozzy open still cool though to be fair ozzy open aren't exactly in use right now True. but that is no excuse so inafe and blade got a ton here blade there was a section in the middle where he looked like a beast with like i think it was two tiger bombs in a row um he was doing a lot of like high impact power stuff not so much flying around for a little bit really fast paced back and forth as it would have to be with these four lots of double team moves really good near falls last second saves a couple times with guys like diving in from out of frame you know like we like when they do that right mm-hmm and off they missed the top rope elbow. Fraser hit a Phoenix Splash. Axiom made Fraser's the tag. Phoenix Splash, man. Something about it looks awesome. It's fast. Rotation. Just like it's fast and like it looks impactful. I just something about the way he does things is uh it's fun to watch. So he hits that golden ratio from Axiom. I feel like you should do it the other way around because when the golden ratio leave him down for yeah. like I feel like you should reverse that, but 17 so cool. minutes so this got like two or three commercial breaks that's long for nxt awesome tag match i would actually this is one of those i love to say like if you don't watch nxt go find this match because it was cool 
And there's I'll, I'll think just about it. a ton of athleticism in this match. After the match, Corbin and Breaker attack Axiom and Fraser. Because after all, even though they're kind of having fun, they're a-holes at the end of the day, right? That's their thing. So the family come out, and yes, they're going to defend against the Wolf Dogs, and it's going to be next week. Uh, Ilya Dragunov is in the ring, talking about he and Trick going to war, and that he likes and respects Trick. He calls Mello out, right? Like he wants to deal with Mello. Yeah. Says if Mello doesn't come out, Dragunov will go and find him. But instead, we get Dijak comes out, and the crowd eats him alive, I thought. It was crazy. The one I texted you, because, again, I caught a bit of this. They were giving him shut up T-Bar at one oh, point. Yeah. Was that, that was harsh, because that reminds me of, like, when um, Tensai would always get Albert chance. Yeah. Like, that. that's harsh, man. So, even though he is, I feel like he was trying to present himself a little differently. He didn't have the sunglasses on. I thought he was, Get like, pulling more... it off at first, but then he started getting too distracted. I like, I thought the start of his promo was... I was Because I know you've talked about him not being great for Terrible. I thought, I thought the start of it was, like, I I'm agree. like, I'm like, all right, he's not that bad. But then he kind of lost his footing. 100%. Yeah. He came out, and I'm going, okay, he's got a little bit of tone in his voice. Exactly. He doesn't I have the glasses okay. on. Yep. He's not trying to be so stoic, but then he just, like... The and then he started just... to... He's literally telling the crowd to shut up and playing it off, like kayfabe they're bothering him but they were really bothering yeah yeah i really heard him here because which sucks because i thought he was starting to like do solid and i honestly thought even for mellow they they weren't really doing or sorry mellow later we'll talk about it but they weren't doing anyone any favors with it's because they're it's constant noise Mm -hmm. and they're doing chants it's like they're amusing themselves (laughs) and and that can get frustrating shut up t-bar amuse me so dijak says that Ilya's obsessed with trick and mellow he knows Ilya saw what um, Dijak did to Gacy at the PLE. And long story short, he ends up punching Dragunov in the face. And it was I thought it looked good. amazing. I thought it looked Especially really good. Especially because they're selling Dragunov with a broken nose, right? I thought, I don't know he how they made it look. Him. I don't know how they made it look as good as it did, but it looked like he actually, actually like, punched connected. him. It in looked the face. really good. Yeah. Yes. Um, we got to pull I saw apart. Up until that, yeah. And then we're circling back around to these two, right? Because they faced each other at least. They had that once. last man standing match at Battleground, remember? Right. That you really liked, I think. Sets up a main event, which honestly, I don't think they told us was happening. Because it was just like later on, oh, okay, this is the main event. I thought it was maybe in the future, or this was like a little small feud for mini like, uh, feud or what, something. What would you call it? Uh, uh, Angle? No, like it's like when you have like a title feud, but it's like a stopgap or something. Yeah. No, not stop. Is it stopgap? Placeholder? Or? placeholder yeah. sure something like that's that. what we yeah. call it i think that's what i'm thinking I'm, i feel like there's another word but that's what i'm thinking of basically so the crowd seemed to kind of get in the way of both of them especially Dijak. he came across rattled and i don't know if this was part of it but Ilya struggled to pronounce several words which i don't really ever notice from him no usually he's fine yeah so i, I think the crowd was a problem here uh jc jane then convinces thea hale to play hard to get uh but their calendar is a huge success and it's like, have I ever been wrong? And Thea Hale's like, no, you haven't. So Because your she, calendar's so genius. She's going to not go out to Riley's match later tonight to prove a point that she's hard to get. Don't be too available was the advice from Jason. I will remember this information when it becomes handy. So Stone's kids suggest that he and Vaughn Wagner form a tag team to take on Noam Dar and Oro Mensa. Stone agrees, but of course, only one time only. So a cute little segment. Better not screw Dar. And so is this another tag team for this maybe revived division, right? So I'm kind of hoping. Stone is a legitimate wrestler. They just haven't treated him as such. He's pretty good. And I like power guy and smaller guy, right? So why not? And it kind of like... give him his first name back? Vaughn's improved, but it stops him from having to do singles matches too. 
I agree. I feel like if the Kyle O'Reilly thing had come at this point, it'd be a little bit. I mean, I still don't like it because I don't need him to see him chopping logs in the woods. But <laughs> that was amazing. That's an all timer. That's an FNS favorite. Okay. <laughs> it is Kyle O'Reilly and Wagner in the woods. But uh, regardless, I feel like, yeah, it'll help him because he's still not great. You, improvement no. aside. Yes. Riley Osborne, Lexus King, I thought had a perfectly fine mid card match. Uh, King won after Osborne got distracted because he noticed Dia Hale was not in the crowd. I saw that. I was like, I was like, what is he looking at? So then King won with his coronation, but this time draping. So last week I think it was draping off the second rope. This time it was draping off the top rope in the corner. Well, because I remember the, in his debut match he like lifted them up so they're draping on the second rope and it looks super contrived. Yeah. I like it better when he just does it straight up because. Yeah. It's still not the best finisher, but at least it's like it's not taking the super convoluted setup. You know what I mean? I will say King had a vicious looking like the guy seated and facing away from him. And he hits a running like uh, I would say it's a cross face actually from behind. And it looked actually really good. I guess we forgot to mention in news that his dad's got a Legends deal now. Oh, nice. Pillman. Posthumously. Is that the right way to use that word? I think. I don't know. Meaning after you're dead. Oh, like yeah. if you posthumously get a degree from some university. So now you can, I guess, get Hart Foundation minus Owen, of course. Nice. Because Martha Hart has morals. So King seems to be like basic stuff, but doing it really aggressively is what he's trying to settle into almost. And Osborne seems to have potential as like the clean cut, high flying baby face. You know, he's got that youthful, clean cut frat boy look. He to definitely him. does, especially in the entrance. Uh, in a later segment, actually, I'll just cover it here. He asks Hale about not being there to watch the match. Hale tells him, like, I was busy doing business or whatever awkward thing she says. Calendar business. But their Valentine's date is still on. And Yo, you know you're excited. getting some segments next week. Multiple, right? It's got to be oh, like three. Oh, three. Yeah, it's got to hey, At least it won't be like Loomis and Harwell and like no. Gargano and Loray are spying on them. That was stupid. Oh, that was terrible. I hated that. But we're getting some cheesiness for sure. Yeah. So speaking of... Juvenile backstage segments involving women continues really strongly here. When does it not? With some straight up teenage bullying of Brinley Reese. So <laughs> straight she up teenage bullying. Awesome. So it's basically um, Izzy Dame and Kiana James. Kiana James. And Brinley comes in with, I think it's coffee and like a travel mug. And they just walk over and take it from her. And then it's like, oh, I don't want coffee. And then just pours it in the garbage in front of her. The garbage can conveniently just right beside Keanu My, James. It sounds like a Darman video. So it's like, I'm bullying you and demanding you give me your drink. And then going, oh, I didn't really like your drink and pouring it out. Because I'm an adult at work. And this is what you do. That's what, that's what I do all the time. This makes everyone involved look stupid. It just... I always do this. I'm a workplace nuisance. It feels like, and it probably is, middle-aged men writing stories for young women. Hopefully different middle-aged men. Right. And they just don't know what they're doing. Mello comes out with a chair. I kind of like that even touch because he's carrying a chair because he's going to sit and talk to us. But he's also carrying a chair because he knows like, he's at the risk of being attacked by Dragonov or a trick. Yeah, well, and point, it's like he likely. already beat Trick with one, so it could also be but mind games. But he can games. carry it off. Like, no, no, I'm just bringing it because I'm going to sit and talk. But like, he wants a weapon to protect himself. I thought that was cool. He f uh, he says a bunch of stuff. It all sounds really good, but he eventually does say that. Did I attack? Did I attack Mello? You're damn right, I did, trick. or something like that. Sorry, Trick. Um, his rationale is Trick betrayed him first. That they had specifically agreed that Trick was going after the North American title and Mello was going to focus on the main title. 
and then Trick thinks he's basically on the same level as Mellow, and he's not, et cetera, et cetera. Trick's music plays, crowd pops, but it's Mellow just messing with them. <laughs> nice. Um, I could see that. It basically the pop. It rounds out with Mellow saying, like, Trick's always been his hype man, and that's all he'll ever be. That's all it is, and that's all it's going to be. Awesome promo. Would have loved if the crowd weren't being jerks. And just, again, just incessant is the word noise and chanting the whole time. Rather than, like, let him speak. And I'm, I hate saying this because I'm a big fan of you paid for your ticket. Do whatever the hell you want. But, like, you detracted from it for me personally. Like, instead of letting him speak mm-hmm. and then reacting at appropriate times, it was just a din, like a constant, constant noise going, behind yeah. him. And I didn't like it. Um, they were more interested in amusing themselves than listening. And I don't think that helped any, like, many people on this show. Same exact vignette, like I said, from Vengeance Day. Um, it's just black screen, white text, man has three faces, one world's, one the world sees, one his family sees, and the real one no one sees but reflects the evil he truly possesses. I really hope that's not for Okada because that sounds lame. Last time they did something like this, it was scripts. Boa. Did not. <laughs> that does feel Boa, actually. He, I know he's still there. Last I time know, it was scripts, so it has to be better. It's Boa and Dante Chen because I think Dante Chen's like his, his lackey now. Crazy. If if it's Boa, I'm going from strength to strength with the calendar, and then Swerve Hangman, and then Boa. If I can, if I call that, if you call Boa, if yeah, I call Boa, yo, I deserve a prize for that. That's next level. If that's the case. <laughs> um, and then we get what was it? Lola Vice taking on Roxanne Roxanne Perez. I thought like a decent ten minute match. Vice is improving. Charisma gets her a long way. She hit a nice back fist at one point for a two count. Tatum Paxi, you pointed out that Paxi had grabbed the breakout contract, right? After her deal. Yeah, and I'm like, d- she lost it. So she's crazy. So she ran in here and tried to cash it in. Um, but Vice hit her with a spin kick. Then Perez comes back with a kick to the body and a pop rocks to win the match. It was fine. And if you're counting, that's the second distraction finish on the same show. So not always ever my favorite thing, but... I don't know. Vice is clearly going to be around doing a lot of stuff. So she's growing on me a little bit. I don't think she's amazing, but I think she's improved quite a bit. Uh, what else? We get Metaphor interviewed by Kelly Kincaid. Dar accepts Vaughn and Stone's challenge. And then the No Quarter Catch crew come in and sort of say some things that didn't really lead to anywhere. Maybe they're just getting in line next. I don't, I don't know. Maybe they're getting a tag team as well. Um, so then you get Last Legend and Jakara Jackson taking on Fallon Henley and Ren Sinclair in a pretty quick match that was average what you'd expect. Her ring is still so bad. It's Sinclair, it's, oh, it's brutal. What's bad? Sinclair. Her yeah, gear still. It's, her gear is bad. It's the one of the worst things I've ever seen. It, Henley, I usually like Henley, but I didn't feel she was super noticeable in this one. It was just very standard Sinclair fare. is definitely noticeable in that. So last week we had Jensen sort of trying to reconnect with, um, was it Briggs? This week, this week it's Briggs and he basically starts shoving him and saying like you need to quit crying and you need to do what Henley and I are doing and that's like kind of make your own way you can either sit there and cry or grow some balls and he like shoves him into the lockers a couple times so it's kind of like tough love idea I guess is the thing here uh, it was fine uh, Ava's backstage with Jada Parker Jada wants a match with Rizzo next week uh, and that's fine but Ava said that Parker, the OTM can't be ringside. Parker's fine with that. Holland walks in right after and says he's like been begging her right to let him face Gallus. So Ava finally sort of relents and says, 
fine, but you're not getting them all three on one. You have to sort of face them all in singles matches. So it gives Ridge something to do, I guess. Eva oh, I sounds. She's going to find partners. Eva sounding better. Is she good? No, but is it like before? I was like, I can't. I don't want to watch this. Listen passable. to her. It's yes. There's the word passable. Um, and then what? You had Dragonov Dijak, which I really liked the match. Both of these guys have really good matches all the time, right? So physical, hard-hitting match. Uh, Dragonov was cut on the right cheek this time, so not his nose, I don't think, at least. Uh, and then the end of it basically saw the H-bomb forearm smash to the head. It was about 13 minutes, and they kind of beat the hell out of each other for that time. The finish was, did you see what Gacy did? Mm, maybe, I don't remember. So Dijak somehow is positioned where he's like, his head's through the ropes, over the apron. Oh, wait, yeah, I remember and now. And Gacy, like, rolls out. With a boxing glove. And, yeah, so he's lying on his back, and he's, like, pushed out on, like, maybe a mechanics rolling thing or whatever. I don't know how. And, yeah, he has, like, a boxing glove Does on a really stick. really more? And reaches up and punches him. Why not go brass knocks or something? Right. It's kind of cheesy, because I think it's like he's the Joker, it feels like, right? That's a very Joker-esque thing to do. Like, comical, but... Yeah, literally, yeah. So anyways, good match. Uh, I guess it gets... Dragunov is like, hey, I'm that fighting champion sort of thing still, right? Um, so yeah, I, I enjoyed the show, actually. It was might have been better than AEW this week, which is crazy to say. On par, for sure. It was good. Um, Impact, I said I'd go over real fast. I watched it. Where did I watch it today, Jack? In the car. <laughs> I finished watching it in the car. I let your mother drive. How often does that happen? The dedication... How never often, happens. Never happens. So never happens. She drove this to This is the dedication, folks. She drove to Korean barbecue while I finished this. Opening match, pretty entertaining. Chris Sabin, John Skyler, just seven minutes. I, I kind of like Skyler, right? I like the good hands, even though they're stuck in kind of a mid-card gimmick. Cradle shock after seven minutes. Quick little match. I liked it. Uh Tasha Steele, Zaya Brookside. I showed you the finish, right? This was before we left. Uh, this is why Code Red shouldn't be a finisher. It was four and a half minutes, and it was um Tasha Steele's countering, I think it's the Brooks bomb or some lame name like that. Uh, yeah, it's not a good move. Into an awkward roll-up, right? Yeah, Would it was like a, it was like a code red basically, but like more a rolling one. And the ref started counting kind of before she had actually she was getting into like her call. perfect her good position, yeah. It wasn't great. Um, they sort of replayed Frankie Kazarian's heel official heel speech last week, and then they show a different angle at the end where I think it's Eric Young was watching through the curtain. So I guess that's where that's going. Bailey and Wentz had a match that I really liked. I was surprised Wentz did win. Miguel kind of pulled Bailey out of the corner from the Ultima Weapon, and then he uh, Wentz hit the UFO cutter. Wentz is really good. He's my favorite rascal, not as a human being. I told you, <laughs> but um, he reminds me of. Kyle Fletcher in the way that he has hot, cool high impact stuff that's a little bit different and you haven't seen it a ton. Yeah. He also has some high like high risk stuff, but I find his like other offenses more impressive. I quite enjoy him. So that match I quite liked. I was surprised to see Bailey lose, but like I said, Bailey's never having a bad match. This one got 11 minutes. It was good. And then we get the post match beatdown right by the Rascals and this is where Trent 7 is this his debut officially since well, contract signing? I think so, yeah. Well, because right, he was supposed to be at whatever, but then he couldn't. So he runs in and like backhands them, and then Macklin runs in as well, but then Nemeth runs in to make that save, so it feels like we're getting a big old tag. Like six man, yeah. Six man at some 
fake pay-per-view or whatever's coming up. Fake pay-per-view. So Trinity's still around. Uh, she teams up with Jordan Grace to take on Savannah Evans and Giselle Shaw. Decent little tag team match. Uh, Code Red into Star Starstruck to finish off Savannah Evans in under seven minutes. So this was the farewell match for Trinity. She's back in WWE on SmackDown. So decent match. Nothing amazing. Diener is at a crossroads in the back. He doesn't know who to be with. And this kind of made me laugh because Francis, AJ Francis or Dalla is there, right? And he says something about, I can't remember what he says about Joe Hendry. And then Dalla goes, don't say his name. And then, of course, that's enough for Hendry to show up. And even Diener can't help clapping when he's supposed to clap. And so Dalla's like, why are you clapping? Which I thought was kind of funny. So anyways, um, blah, blah, blah. Francis is getting really mad. He's really big and strong. So he's had about enough of Joe Hendry, I guess. Khan defeated Richard Adonis. Who cares? It was 30 minutes. It was Khan. 30 and minutes? Th sorry, 30 minutes. God, a 30-minute Khan match. Oh, I can't believe I said that out <laughs> you loud. Will into That's a nightmare. If that ever happens, I apologize to everyone involved. Nope, 30 seconds is correct. Then the uh, lights go out and we get... PCO's new like I guess his new entrance thing where he's like on a gurney being revived because he's Frankenstein and yeah. they he and Khan brawl for quite a while I'm not gonna lie I used the 10 second skip feature quite a bit because I don't care Josh Alexander Allen Angels ankle lock in, uh, Alexander uses he teases like he's gonna hit the J driller what does he call it C4 spike right but he then so he goes to the ankle lock for some reason um it was decent. It was four minutes. How good can it be? Alexander, um, post-match. Oh, yeah. He's kind of walking by the barricade and a fan, quote-unquote, in a mask, hits him with a pretty decent-looking right hand and hops the barricade. And <laughs> it's Simon Gotch, so Ray Walt's old partner, which is interesting, right? So is that a draw? No. Is that the biggest signing in TNA history? I could not tell you a single thing he's done since WWE. And that, I don't... He got cut in 2016. I'm not sure people are even going to, like, know. Although, I guess they were going back to whatever, Prudius, what was his... Kozlov. Right. So, I don't know, man. This doesn't seem like a signing they Yeah, but Kozlov's, like, notable for being, like, really bad and, like, just random. Yeah. But, like, Kozlov's way more notable. Gotch was, like, Gosh. did something at backstage, yeah, right? Yeah, wasn't he, like, a... Something at the Asshole catering or something, or something. Yeah. yeah. I can't remember. Uh, main events, Eddie Edwards, Alex Shelley. It's Eddie Edwards. I have trouble getting too into it, although like I like some of his matches. Alicia's doing a good job of being a heel and distracting and grabbing Eddie, or uh, sorry, uh, Shelley's feet and stuff at various times throughout this. Anyways, Boston knee party by Eddie Edwards is missed. Shelley cradles him up, kind of rolls him up for a win. It went about 14 minutes. So, like, a good solid match. It's just, I don't know. I don't really care much about Eddie Edwards. And then post-match, Myers runs in for the beatdown because it's the system. But then Kevin Knight and Kushida show up to make Why the save. Why not Saban? Does Shelly not have a zone? They're kind of on a separate path right now I guess. for whatever reason. Right, that's fair. So, this also looks like another, like, six-man tag. So, anyways. Um, decent episode of TNA. Nothing fantastic. Uh, anything from SmackDown? Only a couple things was I saw a thing. that I think they're, they're starting to team Cedric, Alexander, and Ashante. Oh, yeah. Because B-Fab's with Lashley now. B-Fab should wrestle. So now, and Dahl is gone, obviously. So, I mean, that's something. I, I would like Cedric to get on TV. He's cool. Me too. He's, he's good, man. I always liked him. He's real good. And then, I don't know why I, I wrote wrestle. I think I meant to write high spot. I have wrestled on the mind when it comes to the main roster. Fair. But 
I told I was telling you I watched highlights from Dunn and Bate versus DIY. Yeah, I'm Smackdown. gonna check it out. I looked awesome for a main roster match. I love all these guys, so can't miss. Uh, a lot of just back and forth, fast paced action, a lot of strikes, and they're Dude, all. Cool. I'm gonna check it out. Uh, and um, and Dunn and Bate get the win too, which I'm thrilled with because now um Dunn's on a PLE, pretty fresh into his return. Yeah, you were run. happy about that. I'm super happy about that. Dunn and Bate versus Balor and Priest sounds awesome to me. Mm-hmm. So and in Australia, that should be a good crowd. So I'm really hoping. At least Dunn and Bate come out of this looking really good because I don't expect them to win, but right. one, one can dream. One can and dream. I was telling you, I really hope we dream. get a singles match. Uh, we get McDonough versus Dunn on SmackDown in the run-up for no reason just because so even though they've both been NXT and NXT UK, like they're in UK at the same time at least, I don't feel like I've ever seen Devlin versus Dunn or McDonough I, versus Dunn. I mean, so. I wouldn't remember probably. I feel like I, I would remember. remember. So I, I would love to see them face off because I love both of them mm-hmm. a lot, but... Um, so I'm super happy to see Pete Dunn on a PLE because I was after like the he wasn't on the week after he came back. I was a little worried they forget about him, but they wrestled last week. They're here, so um they won this. So I'm happy they seem to be doing things with British Strong yeah. Style because I think Donna I Bay are so. a fantastic team if they, they want to get that some potential and then eventually you build to a Pete Dunn right. turn, which I think is where you and have to go and have an awesome program. Yeah, and then you can ironically you have to do the same thing with DIY, but that's okay. That's fine. That's fine. Team Run split. It back. Team Run split. It, back. it happens. Nice. That's everything. Yep. You said there's no figuring update this week. Yeah. So that's going to bring us to the end of 186. It's approaching one o'clock. I'd like to get to bed. So I think I will do that. Thanks for joining us and listening to us talk about wrestling for however long you did. If you made it to this point, amazing. We will definitely be back here for episode 187. Keep an eye out for the worst of at some point. It is we'll keep theoretically it on the way. Until it happens. Yep. But anyways, we'll see you back here next Saturday. And until then, everybody, take care. <laughs>